This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, April 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a gunman accused of shooting two women and a SEPTA police officer on Wednesday night was found dead after a chaotic barricade situation in Philadelphia's Frankfurt neighborhood. The incident started at 7 p.m. when shots were fired near Arrett and Griscom Streets. A witness said he was standing at a bus stop when a man started shooting from a block away. Two women, ages 42 and 57 years old, were hit in the hip area. Uh, They were taken to the hospital in stable condition. Police with the 15th District were on patrol when they heard multiple gunshots, according to authorities. That's when they saw a man holding a gun. The male suspect led officers on a chase uh, to the Renahan House Apartments in the 4700 block of Laper Street. Uh, He ran into the building. Several police officers uh, exchanged gunfire with the man prior to the arrival of SWAT units, but none were injured. Uh, At some point during the incident, authorities say a Philadelphia police officer became pinned down by a small wall as a suspect was firing. A 28-year-old male SEPTA officer who was also a SWAT team member took action to save the officer's life. He drew his assault weapon and charged forward yelling to the officer to go. Uh, And he was covering that officer as he got shot, said SEPTA Transit Police Chief Thomas Nessel. The SEPTA officer was shot at least one time in the abdomen. He was rushed to Temple University Hospital where he underwent surgery. He's been placed in critical but stable condition um, but he is expected to make a full recovery. The gunman was later found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police say the shooter had a Glock with 15 rounds that were emptied. A man has been acquitted of all charges in the shooting death of the son of a high-ranking police official during a brawl at a South Philadelphia park three years ago. A, corm- a common police court judge uh, jury on Wednesday acquitted 22-year-old Tyquan Atkinson of murder, criminal conspiracy, and weapon offenses in the March 2019 death of 20-year-old Nicholas Flacco at FDR Park. Atkinson, then 19 years old, was on the run for a few days before police captured him in Chester a day before Flacco's funeral. Prosecutors said the victim was tailgating with friends after a Phillies game when several fights broke out among women from different groups and one threatened to call her man. Officials say a man later fired twice and left uh, but shortly afterward returned and shot Flacco, the son of an internal affairs commander who was home from college. Prosecutors showed a video of the brawl called eyewitnesses and cited cell phone records they put at Atkinson uh, in the park, that put Atkinson in the park at the time of the shooting, but Atkinson took the stand and denied any role in the killing, saying he wasn't in the park and was elsewhere in South Philadelphia that night. Uh, He said he drove by the park at some point and saw police flashing lights, but did not go in. Uh, The defense also cited inconsistency with the state's case, such as what clothes the shooter wore. Do you... uh, All right, so I I just have a question for you, because he was... uh, This obviously happened in Philadelphia, but he was apprehended in Delaware County. Do you know where the trial was? Was it in Philadelphia or or Delco? Do you have any idea? Oh, if it happened in Philadelphia, I'm sure it was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Just because he was he was arrested in Delco doesn't mean it's there. Yeah. It's a I, complex sounding case, by the way. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. I mean they and, and he was uh you know, they found him not guilty. Wow. So yeah. Illegal tire dumps are dangerous eyesores that litter many corners of Philadelphia. Philadelphia police are now searching for two suspects after an action news investigation into the duo dumping tires at a Frankfurt business. Uh, the pair was caught on surveillance on a December night. Video captured the suspects as they pulled up to the property on the 1300 block of Unity Street. You can see the two men get out, <clears throat> throw open the back door and begin tossing tire after tire out of the U-Haul truck. 
Uh, the illegal dump took about 10 minutes before they vanished into the night. The company that owns the property received quotes upwards of $100,000 to remove the estimated 4,000 tires. 4,000. Wait a minute. So th- wait, they didn't unload 4,000 tires in one one truckload. This had to have been multiple to people's uh, stomach. But yeah, they, look at all. There's no way that, that fits in one truck. We're looking at a video. There's yeah. no way that fit in one truck. Okay. Oh, <sighs> yes. No, no, no. They, yes. You, you, uh, yes. They, okay. I think they said they came like um, about 10 times okay. and just dumped all of this wow. stuff there. We're looking at an overhead shot of this. That, that's ridiculous. On a hundred grand to get rid of that. Wow. And they make it someone else's headache. You see, yeah. sometimes you'll see areas around where you'll see, uh, you know, not this, which is like a mountain of tires, but you see huge piles of tires. It's yeah. like, what yeah. the hell? Oh, oh it's a problem. Yeah, yeah it's the, a huge problem. So the city said it spent nearly $100,000 to properly dispose of illegal tire dumps across the city just this year. That number is on pace for the city to spend more than what it did all of 2020 and 2021. Now, in 2019, the city established a new law that would require tire dealers to be licensed, identify a registered hauler who properly disposes of tires at a recycling center, and maintain logs for incoming and outgoing tires. Due to the pandemic, Implement, implementation of the uh, of the law has been slow. Dealers are currently uh, being notified of the new law, and enforcement is expected to ramp up within the next year. They say there's a place on Germantown Avenue, and my wife and I occasionally pass it, and it is like you know used tire city. Like when I when I my first couple of cars, I'd get used tires and go to these tire places, right? And these tires are <laughs> I can't. I mean, there's like hundreds and hundreds of them, and I don't. I can't imagine that at six o'clock. Okay, let's put the tires inside. <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, you, there's no way you you just they're, they're just there all the time. Well, Kathy, you mentioned recycling, and, and this may be a really stupid question, but like, if you're a company like Goodyear, like, wouldn't you just back up a truck to this a place like this and load them all in and and take them to a plant and then recycle them? Like, if, if there was this many yeah. free tires available, so they, they yeah. were saying I did hear they were saying like they're coming from like used car dealerships, like dealerships that just need to get rid of them, and like I these. See. So what they're saying now is you need to be basically licensed to go pick these up and then have a plan of where, how you're going to recycle them and get rid of them and not just go and dump them somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too, Nick, about, you know, that's it's material, I would right. imagine, that could be used again, but I have no idea what process they have to go through to reuse yeah. that stuff. I just know? fixed everything. Preston and Steve's tire swing. Oh. Tire swing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tire oh. Promotional. Oh. Right. The rock shop. Yeah. 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 So drop yeah. your tires here. And- 4,000 waiting for purchase. We just need some rope. Right? Yeah, 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 that's it. Okay. <laughs> Marissa will make them tire swings. <laughs> <laughs> the penalties for illegal dumping range from a minimum of up to $2,000 up to $25,000 per incident and offenders could also be forced to pay for cleanup. You could do like a whole bunch of Obstacle courses as well. Uh, you could, okay. you know. A workout. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. A, yep. <laughs> Just use 4,000 so you run about right. three miles. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Go. Put those knees up. <laughs> knees up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Sixers guard Matisse Thibel is ineligible to play in tonight's game in Toronto against the Raptors. A sign Thibel could also be unable to play in the three road games of a potential playoff series between the two franchises. What the f- 
Seibel has not publicly commented on whether he is vaccinated against COVID-19, and you must be vaccinated to travel to Canada. If the season ended today, the Sixers and Raptors would meet in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs as the numbers four and five seeds. With only three games remaining in the regular season, the Sixers are tied with the Milwaukee Bucks for third place and are two and a half games behind the Miami Heat for first place in the East. Tip-off is at 7.30. The Flyers will play the Blue Jackets again tonight, this time at Columbus. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Phillies wrapped up spring training with a 9-2 win yesterday afternoon against the Rays. Bryce Harper hit two home runs and throughout the spring hit 400 with eight home runs and 14 RBIs. They didn't do anything yet. The Bills opened their season at home with a game against the Oakland A's. Uh, The first pitch is scheduled for just after 3 o'clock tomorrow. And LaSalle officially hired former Penn and Temple coach Fran Dumphy to take over the men's basketball program that he led to some of its greatest seasons as a guard in the 1960s. The 73-year-old went 580 and 325 as head coach and led his teams to 17 NCAA tournaments. He was uh, was at Temple from 2006 to 2019 and then coached at Penn from 1989 to 2006. Dumphy played basketball at Philly High Schools and went to games at the Palestra as a kid. He was co-captain under Tom Golette LaSalle, earned a master's degree at Villanova and won 10 Ivy League titles in 17 seasons at Penn. And that's what I have for you this morning. I think we have a return competitive yeah. shot challenge in the camp out for hunger. We thought it was going to be Fran's last. Remember, we did all our goodbyes yeah. and everything to him. Good luck, buddy. Oh, that's awesome. We'll have him back shooting hoops again. He's hilarious. Oh, he's the best, man. Yeah. I love it. All right, well, welcome to Thursday morning. Are you ready for this? We have a lot going on today, and it's exciting stuff because we have several guests that are going to be on the program. We have ample opportunity for you to win some money and tickets. We've got events on the way. A lot of stuff. So we're going to have, uh, first of all, comedian Steve Byrne. We love Steve. He's great. He's going to be at Helium next week, so we will check in with him today. Uh, the Phils have opening day, season opener, tomorrow at home. And our good friend John Brazier is going to be stopping by to give us a rundown of what we can expect uh, for the opening day ceremonies and also uh, some stuff in the season, I'm sure. They're doing this incredible thing with an elephant press today. I'm sure we're going to hear about it. Uh, Our good friend, we're filled with great friends on the program today, Kate Flannery. Yeah. She's going to be at the Fan Expo at the Philadelphia Convention Center this weekend, so we will check in. With Kate, see how she's doing, her and her potty mouth. (laughs) And uh, we also have Concert Cash taking place, and we'll do it twice on our show this morning to kickstart it. It goes seven times throughout the day. Your chance to win $500 and a pair of MMRBQ tickets. It's brought to you by AAA Distributors. So don't miss the first shot coming up at 8 a.m. And uh, a reminder, we made an announcement yesterday. Kathy's Cuts. Benefiting Wigs for Kids is indeed taking this uh, place this year, and it's expanded to locations for you to stop by. Now, Kathy's only going to be at one of the locations, so we just want to make sure you're not disappointed about that. <laughs> uh, and please don't be disappointed. <laughs> uh, you'll be at Gravity Hair Salon, right? I'm going to be at Gravity Hair Salon. By the way, salon. That's it's going to be meeting. May 2nd, Monday, May 2nd, and you can get signed up now. And it, yes, it's in Plymouth Meeting, uh, but also David uh, Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown is participating. You need to have minimum 12 inches of hair, so they, they prefer even longer if possible. And each donor gets a um, style in the cut 
and you also get a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. So you can sign up now at PrestonandSteve.com. 6 to 10 a.m. is the window, so it's kind of small there. Yeah, and you can uh, go and, and sign up now, but I just, uh, the, both of the salons that are involved, they have been the salons that have been bo- involved yeah. uh, this entire time. We normally go to True Beauty. Um, we're not doing that this year. We're, we're kind of separating it, doing two different spots. We'll probably end up at True Beauty um, in, you know, in future years, but uh, both of these salons have been involved with this event for years, so uh, you're just going to their locations now. So, but get signed up now, because yeah. these things are filling up very, very fast, Definitely. all right? So we have these things and more taking place on our program today. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second with the Entertainment Report and Super Question. Hang in there. It's coming up next. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let us pose a stupid question for you this morning and see if we can give away a prize. The prize is a pair of tickets, uh, sweet tickets, by the way, to join Brent Porsche as nice. NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway May 1st. So the question that I have for you is a myomancer. Predicts the future by studying what? A myomancer. <laughs> yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. A myomancer. Never heard of that. Me either. Me either. Uh, predicts the future by studying what? All right, call now if you know the answer. We'll go through some birthdays. Uh, today is Thursday, April 7th. We'll start with a local music fella. Ah. Someone who we've had on the program before. We've even had his parents on the program before in our studio. Mr. John Oates celebrates his birthday today. The mustache. Wait, why do we have his parents on? So they lived in an assisted living facility in Harleysville. Got it, got it, yep. And I had been by that place and mentioned how nice it was. It has a full, like, it's got a bar. It's got a pub. Yeah. Uh, It has. It's like a tiki bar, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a tiki bar (laughs) and uh, it had a, you know, beauty shop and all this really cool stuff. And I had gone there when my kids were, my, my boys were in. Uh, Cub Scouts, and they went and sang Christmas carols, and I was like, this place is really great. And then we find out they have very, you know, famous residents, John Oates' parents, and uh, so they came by for a visit one morning, a few of the residents. It was, it was great. It was really cool. Uh, John celebrates his 74th birthday. Question about yeah. Hall and Oates. And I was uh, I was speaking with uh, I think it was a uh, uh, Christine over at uh, oh yeah at um, Trinity uh, Trinity Rehab and, and she was telling me that she had heard that they do not get along at all oh, that no they way. don't even they don't stay on the same floors uh, in the hotels and they I've, try to I've avoid each other, other and yeah. they just show up and and gig and walk away. I've heard that Daryl Hall has sort of like he's the John Bon Jovi of the band. He it's his band, right? And that John Oates is along for the ride, and I think Oates would like a little more credit than he probably has gotten, but the sound of Hall & Oates is Daryl Hall, according to Daryl Hall. Well, yeah, I mean, his voice definitely stands out, and, and John Oates supplies great backing yeah. vocals. And has written some songs. Some and is his songwriter as well, yeah, yeah but I, I hear that they don't get along. I don't know that'd how. Be t- that'd be sad. I, I love them. Yeah, I'm not sure how true that is, but we, we can look into it. Do we still have the number of that retirement home? Because let's, let's give a call. Let's call his parents, see what they have to say. 
Uh, so John Oates is 74 today. Uh, it's Jackie Chan's birthday today. Love Jackie Chan. Uh, yep. Uh, he turns uh, 68. <laughs> I just watched a, uh, this is from uh, Cannibal Run. Cannibal Run. Uh, I just watched a, uh, a fairly lengthy documentary on his cinematic history, on his history of stunts. So he started with like, you know, the, the Chinese uh, opera, the acrobatics and all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and uh, and Sammo Hung and all those guys who are great fight uh, coordinators out of Hong Kong. Uh, we're all part of that deal, but you know, usually at the end of a Jackie Chan movie, you'll see a, uh, they'll run a reel of the injuries that were incurred doing the stunts, which yeah. are almost always practical, never CGI or anything like that. Yeah. To see them like in this one in this huge documentary, Preston Jackie Chan should be dead at this uh, point. I, I believe mean, it. Crazy stuff. There's one stunt they did with Michelle Yeoh. Yo, ever heard of a degree? No, but yeah. the, the, um, <laughs> she's on a car. <laughs> And she she actually jumps from a bus onto a car, and they're using the barest harness-type stuff. She rolls off the car, which wasn't supposed to, and Jackie Chan reaches up. It's a convertible and grabs her before she rolls under the car. Wow. I mean, so... Wow. And the line of thinking is, it looks great. We're going to use it in the movie, yeah. but let's not do that again. It's just crazy my, stuff. My favorite outtakes of his are, what was he, him in the Owen Wilson movie? Uh, the oh, Shanghai, West. Shanghai yeah. Nights. Shanghai, Nights. Uh, no, that was Shanghai Noon. One. Shanghai Noon. Yeah. That was the first one. Um, because they intersperse the the, the injuries and, and the, uh, uh, the martial arts stuff. With uh, uh, bloopers, right, 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 uh, of yeah, him, yeah. Uh, cracking up, and yeah. and and he can't get words right and stuff like that. <laughs> it's excellent. So yeah, he's a super talent. He's uh, sixty eight years old today. Uh, speaking of talented, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, who brought us what Steve and I deem to be the greatest American movies of all time: The Godfather One and Two. I mean, what 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 more appropriate two movies to sit in that those yep. spots? I yep. mean, do you ever? Pass by Godfather or Godfather Two without watching it. Very rarely, yeah. Very rarely, and if if I if if there is nothing on my agenda, I'm in. I'm settling in. You just can't help but love it. I just got the 4K, um, you know, <laughs> a print of the film. Yeah, it, they, it looks like it was just released. It looks spectacular. He turns 83 today. Uh, it's Russell Crowe's birthday today. Um, what was I watching him in recently? Oh, you know what? I, I went and watched. Um, Master and Commander, because I just read the book. Great I'm movie. Like, right, let me let me go watch the movie. The Mo- movie's outstanding. So after um, reading the source material, um, which you prefer? I like the book. Bo- uh, the movie. Yeah. Uh, the book is different. Yeah. It's it's, it's way different. It's uh, it, in its pace. This is a more focused single story, and uh, the book goes all over the place of, of a whole bunch of different engagements and stuff. It's good, but it's hard to understand because it's written in a... In I a, wish they had it continued, uh, at least language. done one yeah. more while he was in that shape, because now he'd I, play the ship. I heard there was a rumor, uh, you know, earlier this year, maybe, that they were still flirting with that idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if they would take a different, you know, angle and maybe somebody else playing the parts, but it's definitely worth checking They were talking out. about having the second one take place at uh, uh, John Oates' parents' retirement. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> Jack Aubrey, Lucky Jack sings the Master and Commander and Dinner at 2 p.m. Uh, so, but uh, a lot of great movies. L.A. Confidential, The Insider, Gladiator, Beautiful Mind, Cinderella Man. There's so many good movies. If you've, if you've never seen Cinderella Man, you're really missing out. There, there's some, there's a scene, you know, he's just on the, the hardest of times. 
and he's, he just keeps his dignity. And to me, it's like a, it's a sea biscuit kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh, where, Nick, where you, you, you're looking for dignity. And Nick just brought up this. Don't forget, he's going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes, ah, he's playing yes. Zeus in that. So that should be cool. Uh, all right, Casey. I hate to bring it up, mm. but a former cowboy celebrates his birthday today. <laughs> Tony Dorsett. <laughs> crickets. Those are really loud crickets. Uh, Tony Dorsett. Stop it. Okay. He is. Uh, it. He's sixty-eight today. <laughs> Give us a memer. He's a great player. Here. <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk about. Uh, it's Bill Bellamy's birthday. Today. Hey, oh, hey, hey, we're talking. talking. All right. He was in a football movie. He was in Any Given Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he's always a great guest. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a a nice guy. He's uh, 57. And then uh, Tiki Barber. (laughs) (laughs) His birthday, too. And which is crap, because it's also his twin brother's birthday. And it's not even mentioned mentioned in my list here. That's pathetic. Uh, (laughs) uh, The the Barber brothers are 47. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, a myomancer predicts the future by studying what? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Jason, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jason. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, it, my man. All right, a myo- myomancer predicts the future by studying what? Rats. And mice, hey! yes. Hey! You got it. Hang on, Jason. We are going to give you a pair of sweet tickets to join Brett Porsche. Uh, as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway May 1st with the Duramax Dryden 400. And get tickets at doverspeedway.com. All right, uh, so update. We had a lengthy conversation about people doing uh, last-minute marriages. And uh, Courtney Kardashian shared photos from her Vegas wedding to Travis Barker on Wednesday and confirmed that the ceremony was not a legitimate ceremony. Mm-hmm. It was just for fun. Those liars! Uh, she wrote on her post, Once upon a time in a land far away, Las Vegas, at 2 a.m., after an epic night and a little tequila, a queen and her handsome king ventured out to the only open chapel with an Elvis and got married You're with an a liar. In parentheses, it says, with no license. Uh, uh-huh. And they wrote, practice makes perfect. According to reports, this was the first of many celebrations. It would have been so cool if that was actually it. Yeah. And they didn't do... The, you yeah, know, the, the, the over-the-top helicopters flying oh, overhead and all, but they, I, they're going to do it. Yeah, how could yep. they not? Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's stay with these horrible people, the oh. Kardashians, <laughs> and uh, play some clips because the uh, Kardashian special, did it air yet or are these it the It last night, and oh, I watched God. it. Oh, you did oh, I not. It. I did. Oh, so I did. So yeah. uh, we rolled right in again. Cats on my lap. The remote was across the room, and we we rolled out of Wheel of Fortune. It was right after that, so it could have been uh-huh. the Bachelor. Same sort of scenario. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, let me see what's going on here. Let me refresh myself with this family. It was so lighter than air. They're calling it like a light. It was conducted by the the news, yeah. the journalists ABC of ABC. News. But it was so fluffy uh, and so uh, adoring of the Kardashians, who all and I, I'm, I'm saying to my wife because they were showing footage of them throughout the years, and I said, "Try to pick who is yeah, that? Yeah. Tell me who that is." I just I didn't watch any of it other than a couple of quick clips last night. I saw and. Uh, I it just I'm watching Kim and I'm like I, I hate her with every bit that I have of me. I just I, every the 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 the, the fakeness of her yeah, face, face and I started thinking, what have you? What how have did you, you become famous? Right. You know what I mean. Your seed money came from a butt sex video. I, <laughs> so, so, it's what I was thinking also, about. Listen, 
that's that's why she caught such crap for telling people. She she was relaying a good um, suggestion about being motivated to work, but you can't ignore the fact that Robert Shapiro, her dad, was one of the wealthiest attorneys in yeah. Los Angeles. Robert Kardashian. Robert Kardashian. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. And then also, um, uh, you know, uh, the the money that they made from actually taking ownership and selling that Ray J leaked sex video mm -hmm. got her some extra money as well. She was always a privileged person. I mean, you know, guys know I hate a lot of people, yeah. but they don't um, they, they don't produce that hatred for me. Like I, I look at it and I'm like, dear God, what is happening? But like that hatred that I have for some other famous people like and you have for them, I, I, for whatever reason with yeah. them, it's it, I'm OK well, with I, it. I just like it's it's entertaining to me. I don't watch the show, but like just looking at some of their stuff on, you know, on social media, I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But it's, I don't know why it digs at me. It actually does I dig mean, at me. I mean, trust me, I get it. it yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I float in and out as if I'm on like a, like a pool noodle. And I, I'm floating across back and forth as to how I feel. Last night, I, I was able to revisit and remind myself of why I despise them. All right, let's play a clip. This is uh, Kim embracing all definitions of beauty. Yeah. All. All yeah. of them. Okay. Even the ugly people. Of beauty. I mean, I've always just embraced everybody. I think... Okay. I don't. <laughs> no, play Keep it. Keep going. Come on. Oh, you're she's gonna, so you, cute. You're going to come out the uh, other end a better person. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone deserves to feel Tough. exactly how they want to feel and praised exactly how they are. And if that isn't up to anyone's standards or a specific beauty standards, then them. I don't know how Ooh. else to say it. She said a bad word. Now, let me ask you. She's at, uh, say, um... She's at uh, a restaurant in Calabasas, and Gary Lauer wanders over to the table. And is she going to say, you're beautiful? You're beautiful. <laughs> I mean, how can anybody make that argument when they've also had as much plastic surgery as they've had? Like, uh, Nick, 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 that's right? the goddamn point. <laughs> no longer looks. I mean, again, I was, I was, it was slapped in my face last night. So the flashpoint apparently of this 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 multi million billion dollar industry that all of them are involved in. So it turns out Kylie Jenner was the real flashpoint of the the lip kit, and they they say a sentence and I'm, I forget exactly what the quote was. After getting this sort of chemical lip injection, Kylie introduces her lip kits, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> you just you yeah, just said yeah. that was it was not even part of the makeup. She had injections. Yep. <laughs> um, Preston, this might make it better because this makes it so much better for me. I don't know who this girl is, um, but her name is Yuri Lemsbella, and she does a Kardashian um, like where she plays every part, and so she'll put out videos of like a sister talking to a sister. Oh, I need to see that. You got to watch it. Is it great? It's so good. Okay. She is so good. Is it uh, she on Instagram or? She's on Instagram, okay. yeah. And yeah. I'm on board. All right, let me, let's play uh, Chloe talking about uh, Tristan. Here's a shocker. And uh, yeah, let's just roll it. Here we go. With Tristan, I did feel. Why, well, stop it. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> that was really good. Right. Hang on. <laughs> With Tristan, I did feel incredibly safe in the beginning. I felt really good for. A time. I remember when he cheated on me right before I gave birth, and I was able to still have him in the delivery room. And so, yes, it might have looked strange to the outside world. I still think he's a great guy, and he's a great dad. He's just not 
the guy for me. I remember when he cheated on me before the birth, and we still <laughs> had him in the delivery room. Right. Yes, it was great. Like right it before was the birth. And, and also, the, the, the tub girl he was violating was in the... <laughs> he was there, too. Yeah. Like it or not, he's the father of the child. Right. I think right. he has a right to be there. Here's a nice text that says, Keep the Kardashian's <laughs> name out, out your mouth, effing mouth. <laughs> All right, one last clip. Uh, Chris Jenner tears up talking about her family. I can't be prouder of their souls, their hearts. Uh, I'm just, I can't, I can't even, it's a dream come true. They've got love and work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really proud of them. So, ever cried talking about me. <laughs> she's like, she's on some dumb radio show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very proud of her. <laughs> her brothers, however, yeah. have oh done a lot. God. But I've managed to keep her from uh, wanting to run to the ice cream man. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. It's, when was the last time? Any, how many news features do you know that are scored, that have a soundtrack? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so this was not, it was a puff oh, piece right. to introduce. I guess Disney or the Disney... Um, uh, Are they behind the company? new show? I, I guess they're the ones. Oh, it's Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Yeah, so right. Hulu is definitely uh, Disney owned, or because it's, uh, when you buy that package on uh, the you streaming, Hulu, it's yeah. Hulu, yeah. Uh, Disney, right. and you're right. ESPN. All right, yep. let's uh, let's we're, we're done with that. We may circle back to something else that is in that realm, but I want to move on to this because this I had to read this and make sure that I was actually reading these words. <laughs> Mickey Rourke is retiring from skateboarding. Oh, man. Oh. And I'm like, okay, okay, is there a professional skateboarder that I'm not familiar with that's named Mickey Rourke? No, it's Mickey Rourke, the actor. The 69-year-old star of The Wrestler posted a selfie on Instagram Tuesday showing a bloody gash on his forehead. How can oh you find God. it? What? And he wrote in the caption, looks like my skateboarding days are over. This man has no business on a skateboard. Uh, it is unclear if he was skateboarding for a film role or for fun at the time of his injury. Well, he would slow his skateboard down by putting his face to the pavement. Uh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, he is currently cast in three films that are shooting, according to IMDb, a movie called Jade, another one uh, called Replica and Murder at Hollow and at Hollow Creek. Look at his. So we're looking at the picture of this wound on his head, and we're also looking at his hands and. I remember in Iron Man 2, he's got the most yeah, like he, meaty, beefy. Well, and his 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 fingernails don't Ew. look. It looks like he has a heart problem. To be something, honest, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they look at your fi- the doctors yeah. will look at your, your fingernails. fingernails. It can tell yeah. you a lot oh, really? of things, and they look swollen and they look purple. Yeah, and so it looks oh. like he has some kind of medical thing going. On. I, don't, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I um my never bird is sick. Yeah, <laughs> my bird. <laughs> never felt comfortable on a skateboard. I don't know about you guys, but I had them, and I just, I just. Yeah, I never, ever, always scared of, yeah. of falling off. It's just, and I yet don't know you do the, the hover stuff fine. Your 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 core, your balance is good. Yeah, the scooters, like I have no problems doing the scooters because there's a handlebar to hold on to. But uh, yeah, I just, but my buddy Kevin, I mean, he's a year younger than me. He'll go to like FDR Park, like, and he goes early. He'll go at like six a.m. It looks Saturday's like a blast, and uh, he has a great time doing it. I'm like, yeah, ah, I wouldn't do it. Nah. Maybe him, Mickey Rourke, can pal around together <laughs> yeah. down there. I love watching Kardashian shows. All right, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that for for <laughs> hey. a moment. Caitlyn Jenner revealed on the uh, Full Send podcast that Kim Kardashian recently introduced her to Pete Davidson. So Kimmy brought Pete over. Yeah. Uh, so according to Caitlyn. 
Uh, Kim kept laughing at her former step-parent for being overly formal and calling uh, Pete Peter as a way to be polite. Hello, Peter. Yeah, uh, she says the... Would you like some ambrosia? Uh, This is Kanye's recipe. She says that the comedian is a very nice guy and that Kim seems so happy. Why don't you wait in the conservatory while I go fetch some snickerdoodles? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Davidson also recently spent some time with the Reality Stars kids and was spotted tooling around in an electric car with Northwest. Why don't you come into the library? I'll show you my scrimshaw collection. Okay. You know, that's carvings on whale teeth. Uh, speaking of these various rooms, yesterday we had uh, Mr. Mark Wahlberg stop by, and while we were off air before the interview, I had uh, I had this um, copy <laughs> of Golf Magazine that I picked up uh, last time I was uh, flying back from Florida, and I flipped through it, and he's on the cover. So Mark Wahlberg's on the cover, and there's a story about him and another uh, tour player golfer that they're partners with in a tequila brand. And in the article, um, it was it was conducted at his house. So uh, they show a little shot of his backyard, a little, just tiny little corner of his backyard, which alone is is incredibly, which impressive. happens to be the golf course in yeah. his backyard. <laughs> and so we were off air, and I said, "Hey, man, I grabbed this magazine." He goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah." He's like, "I remember that." I said, "Yeah, dude, I want your backyard." And because uh, not only is it that, but he's yeah. got a full skate park and a basketball court and all this other stuff. And he goes, yeah, he goes, well, I'm probably going to be selling it soon. Uh, so I think that might be happening. Uh, jokingly, I said, could I put a bid in on it? <laughs> and so the story came out yesterday. Yeah. So we got the scoop on this because we were talking to him off air about it. It's for sale for eighty seven point five million dollars. <laughs> it is. It's unbelievable. It is a castle. So I have a little history on that. It's a six-acre Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Park estate, uh, and he bought it 13 years ago. He just bought the land. Okay, the land alone was eight million dollars, and then he built the house and everything that Mm. comes with it. He had it designed. He did all this stuff. He initially splashed out 8.25 million for the dirt. In 2009, in the exclusive North Beverly Park community, which is in the canyon overlooking Hollywood, and enlisted the help of architect Richard Landry of the Landry Design Group to create the home of his dreams. And now more than 12 years later, he's saying goodbye to the compound that he built from scratch. It features an astonishing 12 bedrooms and 20 bathrooms across, across, this is the living space, 30,500 square feet. 30,000 square feet. The lot is 267,000 square feet. Uh, It is nestled behind guarded gates below Mulholland Drive in the ultra-swanky area with neighbors like Denzel Washington, Sylvester Stallone, Justin Bieber, Eddie Murphy, Samuel L. Jackson, to name a few. (laughs) So I'll give you a little bit of the description. So round arched hallways throughout the home offer a more Roman design to the contemporary living spaces. With a family room leading to an extensive library, marble flooring is used throughout the front of the home. Uh, until guests reach the kitchen where dark wooden floors add an extra healthy element to bright white designs. Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to this room. That's what he says. Ah! They go into every room. <laughs> ah! Yeah, it, it didn't like, um, I mean, obviously it's gorgeous, but um, I feel like the flow was, it was odd. Like As far as like decorations go, like each room is completely different. Yeah, so you're getting a different feel when you go In from every room, room to room well, as yeah. opposed to having a, a, a standard feel about it. It's just gorgeous. I mean, uh, uh, and... Yep. Uh, um, I don't know why he's leaving, but I think he wants to move it's out of the stage. Absolute yeah. opulence. So, uh, you, enter- what? No, I was going to say, do, do you have the information about the gym? Uh, yeah, so entertaining <laughs> came easy for the Wahlberg family with a built-in theater, 
<clears throat> which uh, provided seating for more than a dozen people at any given time. He also built a full-scale gym at his family home where he was known, of course, to keep a rigorous routine. And I it's, mean, it's, a f- it's like walking into your it's a, it's gym a, that you have a membership yeah, It's at. a health club. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's it. It's a health club, yeah. Uh, but the real sweet spot was the outdoor space, which was transformed into a serene hideaway with a uh, sparkling pool and spa in addition to a resort like Grotto. And Wahlberg included uh, a giant fire pit and seating area in the design plans when building the massive pool area outside, which is nearby a guest house and skate park. After And after skate swimming park. a few laps, he made sure that he could practice his swing with, with his own five-hole golf course built on the side of his property. Uh, and the impressive estate was built from the ground up after he purchased it in 2009. So... Uh, they finally they finally finished it in 2015. 87 million, you know, puts it in the upper tier of of the uh, the estates that are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and again, uh, but uh, you know, you, it's funny you see pictures of like Hef's mansion, you know, the Hefner mansion. You say this makes that look like nothing. Nothing. Yeah, of uh, Hef's is of a time, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be not as impressive as it seems to be. This is just it's 30,000 square feet. So when we were <laughs> Like house hunting, uh, Claire and I, and we were looking at different places. Say, hey, let's go check out this place. Just as a joke, to see a ten thousand square feet. It is like you might as well That's buy. Opulence. You might as well buy a Costco. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. So, uh, it's up for sale. Should you be interested? Uh, and if you got a spare ninety mil, you're good to go. <laughs> Uh, but it was pretty wild talking to him about that. Uh, Where's he yesterday. moving, by the way? Did, um, he didn't say. He didn't say. He just said Kensington. he was selling the house. Yeah. Uh, Junie had a part. He wants to meet Gary Lennon. Oh, okay. Everybody is. Yeah, friends with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Uh, actress Jenna Malone was shown in a news segment on NBC4 Los Angeles on Tuesday about a group of strangers who chased down and beat up a man who they witnessed physically abusing a small dog. Uh, the Hunger Games actress told the outlet, I pulled over, I started chasing him because that's absolutely not okay. Uh, Malone did not aid uh, the men in beating up the guy, so she's over there yeah. bound, you know. She held their wallets. Uh, who, uh, I, un- the unidentified abuser who said, they said were they were conducting a citizen's arrest. And uh, but they got the dog back. Dog's got like a broken leg and everything. Oh, and a cute little dog. I, I give her all the credit in the world though for just pulling over and interceding and trying to help yep. the animal. I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing to do. Yep. So she stepped in. Love that cow. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Jesse James. Remember the guy from Monster Garage? Yes. Uh, used to be with Sandra Bullock for sh- Sandra Bullock short amount of time. He is engaged to former porn star Bonnie Rotten now. <laughs> and I want to say we had I Bonnie we Rotten had here in the studio. Did we have Bonnie teeth, Rotten? Right? And oh. you know what? She was she actually a really pretty. I mean, listen, some porn stars, you go, hey, yeah, of course you're star. a porn star. Yeah. She, I remember her being really pretty now. She was all tatted up and kind of, you know, That's done the that rotten part to yeah. her body. Yeah. So but, the face is the Bonnie and the rest is the rotten. But uh, yeah, she was here and uh, he wrote, uh, the former film star made the announcement on Instagram Wednesday writing, I knew the moment I met you. I love you. I wanted to spend every single day with you. You're a porn star. Uh, the way you love me and my little one was all I ever dreamed. I, I think this is her saying that. Oh, uh, wow. She has um, spiderweb tattoos around her nipples. Yes. That's her. Yes. Those are prison nipples. <laughs> uh, the way you love me and my little one was all I ever dreamed of. Uh, and I love the way you were able to remove the chrome from that boat hitch. <laughs> 
Uh, this will be the fifth time he gets married, by uh-huh. the way. Yeah. Well, fifth time's the <laughs> I love the way you suck that tennis ball through the garden hose. Yep. Steve, so. I think that could be a band name, Prison Nipples. <laughs> Prison <Yeah>. Nipples. <laughs> she is actually, uh, she is. She would fall into that category of the m- 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 too attractive for porn. Nick, I'm going to shorten that to Prison Nips. All prison right. Nips. I think that rolls yeah. off the okay. tongue a little bit easier. Yeah. Prison Look, Nips. Kind of like a ska band, perhaps. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. I've uh, put that in the, the list. Uh, what else do I have here for you? Digital sensation JoJo Siwa has bounced from her planned feature film debut. Uh, the YouTuber, Dancing with the Stars contestant, and a highly visible LGBTQ figure told Variety that she is no longer attached to a movie adaptation of the Will Smith-backed Bounce based on a young adult book by Megan Schull. She's uh, doing a remake of The Departed, right? Yeah, she's <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> with her as Whitey Bulger? Uh, furthermore, uh, the insiders familiar with the project said that uh, Paramount Pictures has also removed the project from its development slate. The project fell apart months ago, sources say, though, so it doesn't it have It wasn't any, a Will Smith thing. It doesn't have to do with Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. Uh, first announced in the summer of 2020, the film was uh, brought to the studio by, by producer Caleb Pinkett, who's oh, behind, behind Cobra Kai. Uh, his sister, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh-huh. and Will Smith were reported to be attached as producers at the time before the formation of their content company, Westbrook. Uh, Steve, this is a few days late, but I, I know you saw this, and I wanted to mention this. A gentleman by the name of C.W. McCall oh, yeah. passed away. The country singer, singer known for the truck-themed songs like Convoy. Oh. We, we were probably the only one. Do you guys remember Convoy? Yeah, but I know I know Convoy because of The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, the, the Homer was driving a truck or whatever at one point. And it was, it was also made into a movie, Nick, okay. with uh, Chris Christopherson. And I, I want to say, um, who was the model of the time? The, um, Allie McGraw? Might have been Allie McGraw, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Burt Young was in it. Yep. Uh, so this was uh, April 1st. He passed away at a battle with cancer. It started, for me, I remember, Preston, it really started the uh, CB radio craze. It was it was one of those yeah. things. It was around the time of uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey That's the Bandit. what really yep. put it into hyperdrive. Uh, he was 93 years old. He first created that character. His name was uh, William Fries, believe it or not. But he created the character of C.W. McCall while he was working as a creative director for an advertising agency in Nebraska. Uh, the character, an outlaw truck driver, was featured in a series of commercials for the Midwestern bread company Old Home Bread. So that's where that Isn't started. Isn't that wild? And then that... he decided to adopt that as an alter ego, kind of like a Larry, Larry, the, Larry cable the Cable Guy type of thing. Yeah, I had no idea over the years that I just thought he was basically a like a country yeah. singer who, mm-hmm. that was his name, and he this was his ode to trucks and mm-hmm. CB radio. Do you remember Homer singing along to this song? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We got a great big convoy. <laughs> so, uh, including convoy, he also had uh, Wolf Creek Pass and Old Home Filler Up. Uh, and keep on trucking cafe. So oh, don't fill her up. Yep. So that's that's the he he stayed in My his mama lane. Mama was a lot lizard. And oh wow, yikes! <laughs> who is your and dad? I don't know who my dad is, but whoever he is, he's riding the road. <laughs> was that so? Convoy was uh, Rubber Duck was the guy's handle, right? Rubber Duck, yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. we have actually we should have a, a clip of it. It was from a few days ago. The yes. story broke, Casey. If you look back, we'll see if we have a little bit of Convoy. And Kathy, I think this you. is going to be your new favorite workout song, Convoy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, like last week. Yeah. Or? Keep okay. going. There it is. All right, here we go. Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You've got a copy on me, big fan. Come on. (laughs) 
Redo that with more with more accurate depictions of. Yeah, just truck. saw your mama gave me a handy to choke and puke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, one more celebrity death, and then we will move along. Uh, a woman by the name, uh, an actress, Ray Allen, Tony winner, originated the role of Gloria in Damn Yankees on Broadway in 1955. Yeah, uh, but she kept on working, and, and you'll you may recognize her from a couple of the. Uh, credits. She's in the convoy video. No, she's not. <laughs> uh, she is, she was 95 years old, uh, but she had many TV roles, including Edith Bunker's cousin Amelia on All in the Family. Yep, Judge Betty Small on Soap. Uh, Mrs. Sokol on Seinfeld, and she also played Livia Soprano's sister, uh, Quintina Blundetto on The Sopranos. Yeah, I remember her. Uh, She appeared on a memorable 2006 episode of Grey's Anatomy where she and another woman, played by Betty Garrett, sit by their dying friend's bedside. She had her own signature brand CB radio. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> the Ray Allen CB radio. Got me a Ray Allen CB radio. Come on. Uh, but uh, no, she was a, she was a Tony winner and uh, passed away at the age of ninety five. So, all right, uh, I think we should get to the clips now. After a money heist goes awry, two thieves steal an ambulance and end up in a high speed chase while trying to keep their hostages alive. And in this clip, Michael Bay talks about the intensity of shooting an action movie. In a tight space. Here we go. It was shot in 38 days. There was an intensity to the shooting because we're shooting so much stuff quickly. Uh, it helped the energy for the actors. It's hard because, you know, when you're doing an action movie that's intense, it's hard to keep that, that adrenaline up. Thank you. <laughs> Amy Lenz opens in theaters tomorrow, by the way. Here's the next one. Teenage misfits, Hunter and Kevin, are on a clear path to glory. Devote themselves to metal, win Battle of the Bands, and be worshipped by their peers. And here, uh, Jaden Martell recalls how he learned to play for the new movie, Metal Gods. Here we go. I had never played the drums before. Um, I had a, a, I had two teachers. I had Glenn Sobel, who's Alice Cooper's drummer, and uh, Timmy, Tim, Tim Spitsticks, drummer for this punk band called Fear. So working with them and learning how to play the drums and how to put my all into it. It's a lot of fun. Shut up, dummy. Metal Gods streams on Netflix tomorrow. No, oh, so Tom Morello is an executive producer of that. Oh, really? Yeah, his name just popped up on the uh, nice. the, the, the trailers running here in the studio. Right, it's it's interesting. Musical cred, for sure. That. Jaden Martell was born here in Philadelphia. No kidding. Yeah, he was the kid in uh, Knives Out, kind of like the, uh, the oh. alt-right guy. He had a sister who was you know, kind of a hippie or whatever. And in It, he pretty much played the main character, <laughs> Bill. Bill Den- uh, Dunbar. Wow. Okay, he and he's from that, Philly. Yeah, he was in that uh, Apple TV show, Defending Jacob. 
We got to talk to him at some point. All right. Uh, oh, my gobster. We got to take a break. Uh, what? I also feel like we had him on because he was featured in a commercial, like a Super Bowl commercial, where uh, he was, like, being picked on or something like that. Really? And then uh, and then uh, one of, the, like, an NFL star came to it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, anyway, we have a lot to get to today, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. We do have uh, comedian Steve Byrne joining us. Our buddy John Brazier stopping by as the fills are opening up tomorrow. And we also have Kate Flannery yeah. on the program. And in addition to all of that, concert cash. Your first chance to win $500 in MMRBQ tickets coming up at 8 a.m. And we will bring it to you. Stay there. Be back in a moment. Thursday from the MM Archives. A recently unearthed tape of a special guest MMR DJ. Our guest is Bruce Springsteen, who's uh, putting it together. Pierre Robert shares highlights of this historic broadcast from April 7th, 1974, Thursday at 1. If you'd like to talk to Bruce Springsteen, 561-5933. On 93.3 WMMR. Quickly, I would like to thank uh, listener Anthony DeLuca. Uh, he sent me an email. It, they, was it day before? Yeah, day before yesterday we did show and tell. Yes. Uh, here on our program. And each of us uh, brought in an item to uh, show and talk about. And I had brought in a uh, wh- what I thought was a World War II bayonet uh, that I had uh, taken to my third grade class for uh, show, <laughs> show and tell. tell when I was a kid. When you could bring a gigantic knife. It's yep. huge, by the way. And uh, Anthony... Uh, I believe he tracked down exactly what, what knife is? that is, oh, what bayonet uh. that is. And he sent me a picture of it, and he says it is a British pattern 1903 bayonet. And I took a look at the photos, and sure enough, I think that's, that's it. it. The, the wood is a little bit different. Sure. But the layout of the of the knife itself looks spot on. And uh, so I don't what? know how he did it. He just saw a picture uh, the, of me with it, but not even a close-up shot. Does he, he indicate to, if he's a military buff of sorts or historic? He, uh, he, he didn't say in the email. I don't know, but right. I, but I think that's it. So uh, it's a little. It's dated earlier. So than it's I World thought, War One, nineteen oh three. Yeah, or yeah. before World War One. Yeah, so that was uh, very. That's cool. actually the end of the Revolutionary War, pressed in nineteen oh three. I don't know my dates. No, probably so I couldn't tell you. Uh, but anyhow, uh, thank you, Anthony, for maybe solving that, uh, cool. that mystery. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. All right, this is another cool thing that I saw. Uh, and this is uh, Listomania. Listomania. Uh, as, uh, Phoenix. Is this a song called Listomania? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I did not know that. All right, so, uh, no, some time to time I come across some interesting lists. And uh, I, uh, it was, I, I'm familiar with this uh, scenario, but not necessarily the term. Proprietary eponyms. Yes. Which are uh, when a brand name becomes the actual, which you think is the the uh, noun, the name for it. So, so you were you were uh, telling me about this, and you, you you like there are ones that we know and that we've always said, oh wow, that's amazing. But you well, said, let, let me give an example, like Xerox. Xerox. Someone yeah, would say, hey, yeah. Xerox this for me. Back in the day, uh, that meant use the copier. Kleenex. Uh, Kleenex is another one. So, Jacuzzi is another one. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you said this. You, you're ones on this list that that. Where things that we're using that we assume we are just the the description of the item itself that are oh, actually yeah. a brand name. Yeah, and this I was very surprised. Okay, at, and there's a number of them on here. I only so, saw the first one. So, I'm... so like um, I, when somebody says Google that, yeah, you that know, could Google. kind of be that. That essentially means do a, a, right. a, a Google search. search on it. Yeah, a Google search or just a, a browser right, search right, or right. some. I'm sorry, yeah. ask Jeeves. Um, so yeah. the first one on this list, believe it or not. 
dumpster. Yeah, is a patented na- is a trademark <laughs> name. There's crazy. another Simpsons <laughs> reference for you. Seriously, yeah. Otto uh, apparently at one point is living in a uh, trash bin, and uh, and I, that's I the generic uh, name. And so somebody says, uh, wow. I think it's Bart. It's like, uh, man, Otto, I can't believe you're living in a dumpster. And Otto goes. Oh man, I wish I was with him in a dumpster brand dumpster. Like that would have been an upgrade to the trash bin that he was actually living in. Just so in okay. a trash bin. Yeah, he, so, couldn't, he couldn't even afford a dumpster. So this gives the 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 brand name and the generic name. So it says dumpster, generic name, trash bin. The word dumpster was trademarked from 1936 to 2008. In 1936, it was used by the Dempster Brothers. The Dempsters <clears throat> became dumpster. Well, no, they, it was regarded as the Dempster dumpster. Then where? All right, then where do we get gobster from? That was from a kid oh who gobster. liked to eat lobster in case he couldn't believe it. And he said, oh lobster. <laughs> oh, my gobster. <laughs> so he said, uh, according to this article, so the Dempster dumpster is what they created. And they were floored by the success of their convenient waste disposal system. And the name dumpster soon became the eponym that we know of today. That's amazing. Wow. I never knew that. I so, thought it just made oh, sense. That's a dumpster. But that there was an actual product Brand. line called the uh, uh, d- d- dumpster. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here's another one. Ping pong. Hmm. Uh-huh. The generic name for that is? Table, table tennis. tennis. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Escalade Sports acquired the trademark to the name ping pong and licensed it to anyone who wants to refer to the sport of table tennis as the brand name. So what's the derivation of ping pong? Uh, I think the sound it makes. Ping that's pong, simply based on pong, that ping, ping, ping pong. pong. Okay. Back and forth. Huh. I, I think that's where they got the name. So it, it doesn't really give the history of that here. <sighs> Has anybody played ping pong on the ping pong tables uh, outside of our building yet? No, but yeah. I have my own ping pong oh. table at home that I play. Casey yeah. got us. Was it you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey got us paddles and yeah. balls. Uh, to they, they put these out here a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Out back, and uh, I have not done it. Me and, and Murph would, are the I, only ones. I would like to do it. Yeah, this, I, I love that game. Yeah, it's this a lot uh, of fun. Spring, we'll do it, and we'll make sure we. Maybe we'll have like a tournament out there and do a live broadcast. Of the I think we should there. do a live. Yeah. I think Bill would appreciate that. Our, our table tennis tournament. <laughs> so I bought. I uh, I was at uh, for a birthday party. Went to Lucky Strike. Yes, and they have pool tables there, and they have ping pong tables. And my neighbor Jim and I uh, started playing ping pong. And we started getting into it. I'm like, man, and I hadn't played in years. I'm like, I <laughs> forgot how much fun this game is. It's a great game. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn it, I'm buying a table. Yeah. Buying a table, we're going to become a ping pong family. family. <laughs> we are going to have so much fun. Yeah. We played it for like a week. Yeah. So here's what I did. And I was so bummed out because nobody wanted to play with me. I was always asking, who wants to play ping pong? And freaking nobody wanted to play. It's man. like your rock trivia that no one will play with you. Totally. So yeah. so I got this uh, all-weather ping pong table. <laughs> Those are great. From uh, Royal, it's on Royal Billiards. Royal Billiards. Billiards. Yeah. They're awesome. This thing is can sit out in the snow. It, it, there's nothing that rusts on it. Yeah. You move it into the garage. Having it always where you need it, you yeah. end up playing it more. But it is one of those things like, can, will someone play with me? You know play what? with me. So here's the deal. I, and I think that's a great idea. And, and they probably have this. But what they really need to do, like our ping pong tables out, outside yeah, the they're building all here. Weather, right? they're, they're all weather. Dude, the, the nets are like permanent. They yeah, are, they're so like metal yeah. nets uh, that you they don't come on or off. They just stay there. But like what you should do is set it up in your back patio or whatever so that it also can be... Like a table that a you can table. eat at. Like yeah. the Beverly Hillbillies did with the pool table. The pool <laughs> table. And the cue sticks were fancy pod passers. Well, by the way, quickly, the name Ping Pong, Nick pulled this up, is derived from Ping Pang Kui in Mandarin Chinese, 
which translates literally to ping pong ball. In other words, ping oh. pong is the correct Mandarin Chinese name for the sport. How about that? Didn't know that. Case, when you played Murph, who won? Oh, my God, he won. I'm so mad. <laughs> is he way better than you? Uh, no, not way better. It's probably he is. It's like a 60-50 split. He didn't, he, like, he didn't wipe the floor with me. But what what I have found is out he your Mike is he the Michael Jordan to your Magic Johnson? Uh, probably. What what I found out is that my eyes are failing me, and so my eyes can't track a ball the way they used to be able to track a ball. It's, Nick, yeah, keep oh, your yeah. eye on the ball. Uh, For some if, reason, <laughs> ping pong come very natural to me. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had a dog with you? Uh, I think that would it would be cute, but it wouldn't help at all. But I um. I'm going to practice. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'd like to play Murph and see where I stand against him. Oh, I think you'll probably... You're just one of those people that are just naturally... Your hand-eye coordination. I don't know. I'm so... I hate you. My buddy Steve (laughs) kicks my ass. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's way better. I'm pretty pretty solid at ping pong. My my serve is good. Right. Uh, And then then, uh, I can rally a bit. The spin game is good. Though I played someone who played like in a league, yeah, like who's got who's using the the classic uh, 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 pa- hold on a, on a paddle, yeah, uh, and and just destroyed me. Well, right now, Nick Murphy is the undefeated champion of the universe. So, well, he uh, he's the guy. He right. is. He's the guy. all right. Well, we're coming after you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wasn't in that helicopter. <laughs> Yeah. Lemon-headed. Yeah. <laughs> Coward. You were in that helicopter. Coward. <laughs> Lemon-headed. All right, so here's another. Back to the proprietary. Yeah, right. Come on, man. Styrofoam. What? Is I can not, see that. Is not a generic name. That is a proprietary name. The generic name is polystyrene foam. Yeah, right. styrofoam works better. Yep. Dow Chemical Company styrofoam is a trademarked term used to reference the polystyrene foam insulation used in construction. The styrofoam containers that you use to carry home and take out are not actually styrofoam at all. I could cause nerve damage in my younger brother by rubbing styrofoam into his ears. Really? (laughs) Yeah. What is that like in uh, uh, Mars Attacks when they do the Slim Whitman and the aliens explode? That would be my brother. Wow. All right. This one. How about this? Trampoline. It's not. Is not a generic name. So it what is, is it? It is the generic. Anybody want to guess? Because it's you know it's a description of what it is. A jumping, a bouncing mat. mat. Uh, it is a rebound tumbler. <laughs> or a rebound okay. tumbler. Yep. The proprietary wow. name is trampoline. A young gymnast named George Nissen came up with the idea of a tumbling device that he later trademarked as a trampoline. Uh, he came up with the term for the Spanish word uh, trampolin. What you got there, young fella? Which means diving board, believe huh. it or not. So, you know what I did uh, uh, YouTube the other day? Just for the hell of it, I searched tumbling. Yeah. Uh, because for a while, that was a, a big part of gymnastics. Yeah, or, yes. or you can take tumbling classes. You should see professional tumblers and what they can do. It's pretty it's, amazing. Right? It's like the it's like the gymnastic floor exercises on steroids because they just go and go and go and go and just flip 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 flip. There crazy. is a, uh, a a girl I follow on Instagram. She she was also on the MythBusters for a while, and uh, it's it's brains and beauty. But she's she's a trampoline competitor. Okay, and the stuff she can oh. do is astonishing. And then she also does the. The running, where she does the full flip without using her hands yeah. to vault, where her face is like six inches from the ground, 
and does a complete flip over. It's astonishing. Yeah, and these professional tumblers yeah. will do that like six so, times yeah. in a row. It's without their hands. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's I loved inc- the trampoline. Like, that was where... <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I could, you know, like, you felt like you were a professional totally. tumbler when you're on the trampoline. I used to be pretty solid on the trampoline, to, man. Mm-hmm. When they bring the trampolines out in high school and junior high, it's like, for gym class, it was awesome. Yeah. It used to be called a jumpoline, and then your mom got on it. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> wow. That's an you old joke. Did, you did a dad joke. That's an old joke. Mm-hmm. You should have wrote Casey a note and had him I know. say it. Yeah, you should have texted it to Casey. It's okay if I throw one in here. It's like because the koala doesn't have the, <laughs> yeah, right. the right qualifications. <laughs> All right. Uh, another proprietary name is Thermos. I'm picking out a Thermos for, for you. you. Not an ordinary I did, Thermos. I did know Thermos you. was a name brand. Um, so they it's took a thermostatic coffee conveyor. No. The generic name is a vacuum flask. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, while King Sealy Thermos Company tried to be protective of their trademarked vacuum flask, Thermos, the court ruled in 1963 that by 1923, the word Thermos had acquired firm roots as a descriptive or generic word. They had hired ACDC to do their song, which is, Vacuum Flask! <laughs> vacuum Flask. It's a flask! Keeps us in really hot! Uh, vacuum so- Flask! <laughs> Uh, so Thermos is an actual I think, uh, brand name. I think Yeti has sort of overtaken Thermos's market right. share, right? Like, yeah. it, Yeti it, is so it, good at keeping stuff hot and cold. And yes. people will reflexively refer to it as a Yeti, yeah, now, yeah. even if it's for, not a Yeti. Yeah, for sure. It, there's so much Pierre. so that the actual animal that lives in the mountains. Pierre is, says Yanni. Does, know, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, he did the Facebook <laughs> joke for a long yeah. time. <laughs> that eventually died yeah, out, yeah, so yeah. this one someday will, too. Yeah. Eventually. Don't um, worry, guys. So another one, and this one you guys, I think, will know was a uh, proprietary name is Tupperware. Yes, didn't um, know that. Yeah, the generic name is Food Storage Container. It's a bad name. Uh, the trademark for the word, you don't like Tupperware? Or no, I do like no, Tupperware. Food, food, food Storage Container. Containers, that's what. That's how robots talk in the kitchen. Tupperware was uh, filled in uh, or filed in 1955 by Dart Industries. So this is a big, and Kathy, I know you'll agree with this, as far as storage stuff for food in the house, yeah. uh, there, everyone has a a really, at least we find a very precise preference for the way they want to store this stuff, and you're always on the search for that perfect storage I know, system. Yeah. I call in my son Parker to do it. Do you? So from time to time, the the uh, storage uh, drawers yeah, yeah. that we have will be in disarray, and I'm like Parker, get in here, Help us. This. <laughs> So he he has a way with uh, with shapes and fitting things oh, right. into into proper place. He's really good oh, at God, that. God, does he want to come over? Right. <laughs> so we eventually found huh. we found because we used to like everyone else. We had you know. 15 different styles yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. of so containers, and they end up being this insane mess. So you have four containers in, in a cabinet because you could probably fit 30, but you can't get them in there. So like my socks, yeah. eventually I threw them all yeah. out and went and bought all new stuff. We gave you some, those those uh, containers, the clear plastic ones. They're amazing. Yeah, they're pretty damn They're solid. really damn good. Yeah, uh, and, and they they fit very well, and I forgot the brand name of them. I Damn. just recently re- reorganized my uh, Tupperware area, and uh, same thing. Like I, I bought little yeah, organizing, yeah. right, right, right. You know, things, yeah, whatever. Doesn't quite work. I mean, it it works, but yeah, not. The way, not, not the really way it the should way work. Doesn't it work. stay the way it should. And <laughs> well, no, it's like socks, you need, right? You need like people to put things back where they got it from. Yes, the right way. Else. Don't let it just cascade down onto the floor yes. and just jam it back in. So we've taken. Uh, like I store my socks in the toaster oven yeah. because yeah. I think. 
It's like, and they're warm too when I put them on. But all of this stuff, they keep coming out with these things that we just bought this new new system. We call it a system. That's how crazy these things get. That's actually working out well. It stacks well in the refrigerator and it stacks well in the cabinet. Let me ask if this is a common scenario. Oh, what have I become? In, 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 the, in the drawer where you have your, your lids. Lids. For, for these. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it gets overfilled. And yeah. you pull the drawer oh open. And one of the lids slides the behind hell? the drawer. And then you have to move. Okay. And then, then you yeah. got to burn the you house. You got to burn the house down and move. <laughs> you will it. never get that cabinet. You never get that drawer open. Yep. It will taunt you all the time. Uh-huh. It'll be like the, the ring to, uh, to a golem. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this then. The, that cannot bother you any more than when uh, you uh, roll out your garbage, right? Because our garbage is in a is in a cabinet as well, and somebody didn't push the garbage down. Oh. And when you pull that out, the whatever's at the top of the garbage can ends up falling back behind the garbage can. Does that? Right. Uh, we we don't we more. don't have that oh, set up. Right. So, but I would yes, I would that would drive me insane. The most organized Tupperware drawer I ever saw was at Jim Antes. Antes, Antes. I knew it. <laughs> really, our old salesman was like, Jim Antes. When we were over there uh, one night, he was like, "Come here, I, I want to show you something." And I was like, "Okay, what is he showing me?" <laughs> he pulls out his drawer of Tupperware, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh. who does this?" I can beat that. You know Jamie Blackburn, who's a friend yeah, of ours. Yeah, yeah. She does uh, promotions and marketing for the White Dog Cafe and the Mushaloo and all those restaurants. Her pantry has the top. It looks like um, it looks like a, like a viral lab. Like everything is so oh, pristine yeah. and perfectly lined up. Oh, she Every cereal comes out of the box immediately into a oh, clear. Oh, she did. She the, does all okay, that. Okay, yeah, 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 we do that too. You I get like all the, the clear containers yeah, and, and put you put everything in it. it, and then everything's lined up. Rochelle in the will cabinet. actually cut out a piece of the cereal box and put it in there, oh, so you know exactly what kind Jesus you're eating. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually Amazing. will defecate in our cabinet. You should oh, do that. I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be into that. All right, can I get? Hang on, let me go to this. I didn't know containers were going to be a topic of conversation for phone calls, but let me go to Chris here. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, uh, good morning. Sorry for bothering you guys at work. No. Okay. What's up, man? So, uh, yeah, Preston, uh, we did the same thing, man. We had, like, it must have been, like, I thought, like, four or five different, like, Tupperware-style of brands of con- containers, mm-hmm. and it was a complete S show. Yeah. So we did the same thing you did. We got rid of everything, cleaned the house. And we got the brand new stuff. Loved it. Nice. And then my all fits together. It all oh, has. Yeah. It, it just comes together nicely. Yep. And then my mother-in-law. I love her, but she comes <laughs> up with the container for some dinner that she made. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But she keeps forgetting her one container. So now it just messes up our whole system. <laughs> yeah. Throw the whole yes. system off. Yes. Yeah. Driving me nuts. Yeah. So let me ask you guys. Why, I think that's yeah. how it gets like, so unorganized. People yeah. leave things or bring things. Yeah. And then... it's, it, it's like introducing it's a cancer cell to your system. Yes. It's vital. <laughs> it starts to replicate. Thanks, Chris. Also, I know we're on our bizarre container talk. So I will go to certain restaurants for takeout because uh, they're the right takeout plastic containers. And we will use those to give out like Christmas cookies for the holidays. Yeah. But I, I will avoid. They Some will stack properly. And others won't, and I will avoid the restaurants that don't have properly stackable containers. Chuck and I uh, send uh, pictures to each other because uh, Chuck said this one day. He's like, I love it when my my wife washes our trash <laughs> because we'll get uh, takeout containers, uh, and, yeah. and my wife will wash them too. So and does, and <laughs> so does Claire. And I'm like, why do we, we're not keeping these? You know, and so you, she, do, you have we, to, we already have mm. lots of containers, but I see why. You she have to wash it, it out. Like, 
it seems like waste if you're yeah. if you're throwing them away. I get it. All right, hang on. I know there's calls. We'll we'll do containers another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is another proprietary name that I had no idea. I thought this was a generic term, but laundromat. Huh. Is a proprietary name. Yeah. The generic name is self-service laundry. So there was a business that yep. had a bunch of laundry machines. Well, and and that was and did they coin the the name laundromat? Westinghouse did. Westinghouse, Westinghouse did. Electric uh, said laundromat. They came. They had the, the original trademark. The first public clothes washing facility was called a. Uh, Washateria, by the way. Well, that's a terrible really? name. Yeah, so they went with laundromat. That's like a gynecologist calling it a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's two conflicting images. So um, we have a uh, corporate brethren in laundromats because uh, MMR used to be owned by Westinghouse. Oh, one wow. Point. Yeah, so okay. uh, we, are, we are cousins to the laundromat. There's a point where I fondly recommend when uh, Claire and I first got married where we had a, our laundromat was right across from the place, Casey, you'd love this, that made the best burgers in town. Mm. So you could tie them both together. Okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. To the laundromat. All right, so here's one you guys probably already knew. Vaseline, that's a brand yes. name. Yeah. Petroleum Jelly yep. is actually the uh, uh, the generic name. Jacuzzi, we already covered that. Hot Tub is the generic name for that. Jet Ski, yeah. that is a product name. Um, the uh, generic name is Personal Watercraft. So... Jet ski is a trademark of Kawasaki. Okay, so, but you would think that would be a very appropriate description of what it is. Yeah. It is a ski device powered by jet, right? But also yeah. a jet ski, like, I, people use the term jet ski improperly because a jet ski is one of those uh, watercrafts that you either kneel in or stand on. Yeah, you, can do, a, either, you can do both on a that. A wave runner is the one that you sit on. So and by the way, do? a wave runner is a trademark of Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah, so that's trademark as well. A ski-doo? Yeah. Um, those are it's, similar it's, to a wave runner. Yeah, it's a, it's a brand name, so. Yeah. The one that and, has the um, the slightly elevated handlebars, and then there's one where you're, that is basically a, 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 a crouched over motorcycle position. Yeah. There's one where you're up a little bit higher. As you can see, I'm horrible. Yes. We're that's a jet ski. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah, the yeah, one, yeah, one you're talking about is a jet ski. When, I, when a friend you, of mine used to be a professional jet ski. Like he, he got paid to, to be wow. in competitions and stuff like that. He did crazy I would stuff love to him. have one. It was insane. But you know, it'd, be, okay. it'd be like the ping pong table. When would you use it? <laughs> yeah. Well, quick question. How long, what's the uh, maximum amount of time to spend on a jet ski? I 30, 30 minutes. I'd say 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it gets old after yeah. a while. Yeah. Does You've it? had your fun. So, Steve, I had, I wanted to get away runner that was oh by the way my friend owned one he had one wave runner he's like dude don't ever get a wave runner you got to get two because otherwise it just you want to go with someone but uh i thought i wanted a wave runner and then i rented one for a half hour and my hand kept falling asleep you're done my hand like because you, you're uh, it's vibrating it, well it's vibrating but also for it's me locked it's locked in a position where uh it just falls asleep and the yep. trigger uh throttle you have to hold it down. What What about cases like out of the, out of the where you guys are? Like, can you different places? Can you go along? Well, I guess not. Yeah. On, the, on the bay side. On the bay side. On the bay side. So you can kind of tour around yeah. on it, right? Yep. All right. Here, let, let me get back to another proprietary name. I bet you guys didn't know this. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap oh. is not a generic name, and it seems completely descriptive of what it is. That's that's where you're looking for. You look for yeah. well, that seems like a very self evident name, but that's the brand name. The generic name is bubble cushioning. I and think Bubble Wrap says it better. It is trademark is a trademark name of the Sealed Air Corporation. And actually, I read the 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 origin of Bubble Wrap was it was initially invented to be a type of 3D wallpaper. 
Yeah. And and they put it up, and they're like, I guess they checked it out, and then they realized, wait, we can we can use this to right, right, really, yeah. yeah. All right, how about this? Onesie is not is a, a generic name? term; it is a brand name. Uh, the generic name for a onesie is infant bodysuit. Oh wow! <laughs> Come on. And Gerber owns the trademark to the name. Uh, Gerber no, owns onesie. So, yep. so wait, but is there? There's not an actual onesie brand, then, is there? I don't know. They own the trademark, so uh, they have specific name usage terms on their website. It was originally developed to create baby wallpaper. Okay, so so maybe they're calling it a onesie on their website, but it's not necessarily. Oh no, it is it a is, brand. Yeah, it's a brand. Yeah. It's a brand. Yeah, owned by Gerber. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about this one? Escalator. Is not a generic name. It's a brand name. Uh, mobile, or staircase, uh, mobile staircase. Moving staircase. Moving staircase, staircase is the generic yeah, yeah, term yeah. for it. Okay. So the Otis Elevator right. Company, as you would imagine. Otis? Used Otis the term. Term. <laughs> he loves us. <laughs> uh, used its trademark term escalator so generically that the court determined that now any moving staircase can be called an escalator. An escalator. By Sometimes the way. you lose that. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Walking up and down an escalator when it's not working sucks because the the um, the height the it's height not, is it's not spaced properly. Yeah. Right? No, I, I hear you though. It's the old joke is you know was trapped on an escalator. <laughs> right? Um, Casey Crockpot. Yeah, it's is, a slow cooker. Is a slow cooker. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, it's trademarked trademarked by Sunbeam Products. Uh, so not all slow cookers are crockpots. Okay, so is Sunbeam Products the same one who makes the Sunbeam bread? I don't know. Do you remember that commercial? I do remember sure. that. I, don't. I like bread and butter. Uh-huh. I like toast and jam. I like the taste <laughs> of sunbeam bread. It's my favorite bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember? remember? That's that? the commercial where they tell the chickpea joke, right? <laughs> yes. I think it's the same thing for the Crock-Pot commercial. Okay. Uh, they use the same jingle. I like Crock-Pot. Yeah. All right. Fiberglass is not a generic term. You will, you will not believe what the generic name for fiberglass is. <laughs> is it anything you think we'd guess? No. Okay, no. then just go for it. It's known as glass wool. Glass uh-huh. wool. Great wool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so who, good looking wool. And where did where was that invented? Because I had a friend of mine who said that his grandfather or maybe great grandfather had invented the fiberglass backboard. Was he at his high school reunion at the time? <laughs> no. Uh it's owned by a name that you know, Owens Corning. Yes. Okay. Know it very so well. Corningware. Right. And that would came from the space uh program. Yes, it uh, did. From, yeah. from back like the Apollo programs. Uh so he came up with the product in the early 1900s. That's wow. how far back fiberglass fiberglass goes. Glass wool. So it was definitely your friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, not his friend. But it, I, I want to know where it was uh, where it was invented. If it was in this area, then maybe there's a little validity to his claim. He invented um, post it. No. no, not really. Okay, liar. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we go. Yeah. In fact, it says it was awarded to Prussian inventor Herman Hammers. Was he Prussian by any chance, Casey? Mm-hmm. Uh, does he live in King of Prussia? He's German. All right. He's is he from German. King of Prussia? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, granola. Yeah. Oh. No. That I knew. You yeah, did? yeah. That I did. Know. I yeah, thought yeah. that was a generic term. Uh, no, that's a brand name, and uh, it's uh, the generic name is whole grain cereal. Granola was trademarked by John Kellogg, uh, who was commissioned to replicate a healthy breakfast named Granula. That was developed by Dr. Caleb Jackson, a vegetarian who opposed traditional breakfasts and created the product in 1863. Kellogg was a big um, quality of life health. Uh, you remember that movie um, with uh, where they have the, the health farm 
uh, that is run by Kellogg. Mm. Uh, who, and then they made sugar smacks later. Sure, I know, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, one last one. Hacky Sack oh. is a brand name. Yeah. What's I the name that. of the game? Or what do they call the game? Uh, the generic term for it is footbag. Footbag. <laughs> yep. Is it really? It is. Footbag? Yeah. Dude, we yeah. played hacky sack so much in Me college. Too. Oh, oh I, in high school, I, that's when I was doing it. How yeah. long could you keep it going? Not very long. We we got pretty good at. It. We would have circles yeah. like at lunch mm-hmm. or before school, even out in front it. of the school. And we used to play all the time. I have a pretty cool little trick I could show you. Yeah. If we if we had a. Do you have a hacky sack? Here. No. Um. No, but but any any nut sack. You know what? This might. That's too heavy. Uh, we used to, I mean, in college, uh, everybody had a hacky sack on them. Uh, let me see if I can do this. All right. well, it you was just, it was uh, just, your foot stall? It was a serve. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we flip it up like that? Yep. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's for me and Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, so Teflon's not on that list? Because I think that's one as well. Teflon and um, Gore-Tex are both? No. Okay. This doesn't have all of them. Gotcha. This is just uh, Gore-Tex is some, definitely some interesting ones. Name brand. Uh, so John Stahlberger and Mike Marshall cre- were credited with the invention of, of the game, Hacky Sack, calling it Hacking the Sack. Hacking the Sack. Which later led to the trademark product Hacky Sack Whammo Toys has the Whammo. trademark. Yeah, I loved Whammo. Well, like Frisbee yeah. is, a gener- is not a generic That's term. A Frisbee is a, um, uh, is a brand name. Frisbee is a Whammo product, too, yeah, is it, it not? Is. Yeah. Absolutely. When did Whammo? I remember when Whammo came on the scene, unless God, I'm misremembering it. So much stuff. But they had all sorts of stuff, and they... they um, they made like the 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 uh, um, the, the, the wiffle ball bats and stuff like that. The uh, boomerangs. What was that? That was my computer. I, oh, I wanted like, to raise my hand. I thought it was a sound effect. Is that what a hacky sack yeah. sounds like? What happened? Scared me. Did I turn my mic off? No, you're on. I can hear you. Scared me. Are your headphones working? Nope. Oh, hey, maybe oh I'm man. Your yeah. I was um, going to say that um, Whammo has a whole bunch of these names. They got hula hoop, yep. frisbee, slip and slide, Super Bowl, uh, track ball. Oh wait. Silly string. Trackball. I love yeah. trackball. Preston, the, 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 it's like highlight, right? The um, the way you could have that ball curve yeah. on a trackball. One of the best games ever. And um, remember the people that came in? They brought us. They made their own hula hoops that were extra large. Oh yeah. Was yeah. that was that Whammo people? No, no, no. But they they were making their own. But I, when I got my first hula hoop, I loved it. By the way, they also have a silly string and boogie board. A boogie board. Oh, boogie yeah. board. Wow. It sounds like a generic term yeah. as well. What's All the right. one we're looking at? You put the ring around your ankle and the uh, skip bow. Skip bow. Yeah. Oh, my I used God. to love that. I couldn't do it. Oh, I was so good I at it. I could not do it. I tried. No, I was an adult when I yeah. tried doing <laughs> right, it. So right, maybe right. that's why I couldn't do it. But it's, <laughs> All right. Anyway, listen, I thought this was kind of interesting. Yeah. These are proprietary names that you thought were generic names all those years. Yeah. Like, like Dumpster. Who the hell knew? All right, anyhow. Or the Bagster. We're waiting. The Bagster. We're way over our time. We went late with this, and we got guests coming up and stuff, so I should give you something right now. Yeah. Uh, the band Kaleo. I've got a pair of tickets to see them. They are playing the Fight or Flight Tour Saturday, April 16th at the Met. Cool. These are the guys out of uh, Iceland. Yeah. Uh, Really cool guys. They've been by our studio before. Uh, So let's take uh, callers 9 and 10 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll set you up. You can click concerts at WMMR.com for complete details, but we'll set you up with some tickets for free. We're going to break. We're going to have comedian Steve Byrne on a little bit and a few other guests as well. And when we return, your chance to win with MMR's concert cash, so don't miss that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, before we go into the Bizarre File, uh, I got a text with this little-known fact uh, that should be of interest to Casey. We were talking about different products a little while ago. Uh, and maybe you already knew this, Casey, but the Slinky was made in Clifton Heights. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you knew that? No, I, yeah, there's like, um, okay. I think, uh, like the Clifton, maybe like the fire department. Yes, there's a historical sign in front of the Clifton Firehouse commemorating. Is that, that. where the Slinky was invented at a firehouse? I guess so. Or on that site, the Slinky was invented. I, I, I don't know why it was invented there. It was in some type of emergency vehicle. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to research that a little bit. So, uh, could you turn the slinky into a vehicle? I don't think you could. <laughs> I thought you would like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the bizarre file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you today by Pella. Your journey to upgrade to Pella windows and doors is easy, and for a limited time, you can get fifty percent off installation. Call eight seven seven nine eight Pella or visit PellaPhilly.com. All right, this is a lengthy story, but one that deserves to be in the bizarre file. A man who moved into his daughter's college dorm and charmed her schoolmates with stories about his wisdom was convicted Wednesday on charges that he exploited the close-knit group using threats and violence to enrich himself with millions of dollars. What in the hell? We talked about this, right? I don't remember talking about this. Then I read the article. um, Okay. Okay, so they convicted him. Yeah, so this guy was almost running a pseudo-cult, they were oh, saying. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was very bizarre. Lawrence Ray is his name, was convicted, he's 62 years old, convicted at a trial where weeks of testimony chronicled his phys- phys- physiological manipulative, psychological, sorry, psychological manipulative relationship with young people that he met in the fall of 2010 at Sarah Lawrence College, a small New York liberal arts school. Ray moved into his daughter's dorm room. What the hell is that about? After finishing a prison stint for securities and fraud conviction. Uh, Sentencing was set for September 16th on charges including racketeering, conspiracy, forced labor, sex trafficking, and obstruction of justice. Guilty verdicts were returned on 15 counts. He could face life in prison. How does the school allow that? Listen to this. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said that he's charged a group of friends who... Uh, who had charged a group of friends who had their whole lives ahead of them. For the next decade, he used violence, threats, and psychological abuse to try to control and destroy their lives. He exploited them, he terrorized them, he tortured them. A month-long trial that featured testimony from numerous victims uh, were, uh, from numerous victims took place. Some testified that Ray had made them believe that they had poisoned or otherwise harmed him and they needed to pay him back. One woman testified... That she became a sex worker yeah. to try to pay reparations Ooh. to Ray after becoming convinced that she had poisoned him. And you're going to see this is a common theme right, through this right, story. Right. She said that over four years, she gave Ray $2.5 million what? in installments what? that averaged between $10,000 to $50,000 per week. Several students testified that they were drawn into Ray's world as he told them stories of his past influence in New York City politics, including his role in ruining the career of former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard uh, Carrick Yes, after serving as the best man at his wedding years earlier. Ray had, in fact, been a figure 
in the corruption investigation that derailed Carrick's uh, nomination uh, to lead the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Some of the students agreed to live with Ray in the summer of 2011 at his Manhattan one-bedroom apartment where his sinister side emerged as he started to claim that the students had poisoned and harmed him or his property. To make amends, they testified that they did what he asked, including turning over money. One man said he gave Ray over $100,000. Prosecutors said the money was never enough. Uh, through threats and violence and videotaped confessions, Ray tightened his hold on the young people, including forcing them to do landscaping and other work at the Pinehurst, Pinehurst North Carolina home of his stepfather in 2013. And the abuse culminated in October 2018 when Ray, for hours, repeatedly abused the woman who gave him her proceeds for sex from sex work, forcing her to be tied naked to a chair while he berated her, choked her with a leash, and made her fear for her life by putting a bag over her head. Okay. Is this not twisted? Uh, I've, this is crazy. So this was uh, this is a uh, these kids had to be well to do or come from money that they were able to produce all this money for him. Well, I don't know. She worked in the sex industry right. to mm. give him but the money. $2.5 million? Over several years. Uh, so, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Ray carried out his crimes with the help from his daughter, Isabella Pollock, a woman who has pleaded not guilty to criminal charges. Oh, I'm sorry, and a woman named Isabella Pollock. Right. Prosecutor said his trial is set for later this year. The daughter has not been charged. That is... I want to see that I want to see that documentary on this. Yeah, I do, too. That's incredible. All right, here's a completely different story. Uh, former Lebanon, Ohio police officer Eric Holmes resigned recently after his department discovered that he was filling out internal paperwork to make it appear that he was writing traffic tickets, but the drivers were not actually being cited. So he would pull people over yeah. and just sit in his car and do paperwork, pretending like he was writing tickets wow. for them. Wow. Uh, and uh, apparently uh, documents from the internal investigation show paid that my cable bill. between 2018 and 2022, Officer Holmes allegedly issued 613 traffic citations in which 140 or 22% of those appear to be missing from court records. Holmes was placed on administrative leave and later resigned. He told his supervisors that he would be frustrated as he was writing a ticket because he was in a rush and dealing with multiple things and then stopped issuing the ticket and let the driver go. I'm just not good with this. The investigation has now been sent to the Warren County Prosecutor's Office to review for potential criminal charges. And I think we only have time for one more. Uh, so let me go with a go. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about this? Uh, a mom named Fran Shell posted an unsettling security video to TikTok and gained over 14 million views. In the video, Fran's husband is putting their three-year-old son to bed when the child begins to fret and points to the ring camera in his room. When his dad questions him about it, he says that the camera talks to him at night. And Fran is then called in and begins asking follow-up questions. And her son says the voice belongs to a boy, and it says it wants ice cream. Oh, my. Mm. <laughs> scared. The parents note the child has made this claim before, and so they promptly removed the camera from his room. In a follow-up video, Fran explained that she had a customer service call with Ring and was advised to change their passwords and add two-factor authentication. This happens actually a lot. People could hack into the Ring doorbells or the, or the monitoring system 
and there are two-way communication capabilities that's on a right. lot of these, and that's what's happening. Ring also released a statement saying, we take customer privacy and security extremely seriously. We work directly with this customer to investigate this matter and found no indication of unauthorized access or suspicious activity so related was a ghost boy. to her Ring account or devices. I think it's a ghost boy. Yeah, it had to be, right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that is all I have in the bizarre file for you now. We have to, our, our guest is coming up shortly, right? Yes. All right, so yeah. we got to take a break right now, come back in just a moment, and remind you that you still have a couple minutes, maybe two minutes left to enter the word ADVANTAGE for the MMR Concert Cash Giveaway. So get on it now. The word is ADVANTAGE. Do it! Do it! Right now. Do it! We want you to win. We'll be back with Steve Burns. Stay with us. Mammoth and Dirty Honey are carrying the rock flag for the next generation. If you were at their show at the Fillmore a few nights ago, you know exactly what I mean. Relive the gig with our concert gallery posted at WMMR.com and watch an interview hosted by me, Brent Porsche, in Studio Z. Our next guest will be at Helium next week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You want to get your tickets now at heliumcomedy.com. I'll bet you those shows are going to sell out because he is a hell of a talent. He's a good friend. And he's coming live from Nashville, yeah. Tennessee this morning, Mr. Steve Burns. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, Steve? How, you doing? How are you guys doing? Thanks we're, for having me. We're good. It. Anytime, man. Anytime at all. Wait a minute. Is, um, is Nashville a new... Uh, did you move there recently or have you been there for a while? I moved here about a year ago, yeah. Okay. Um, I, You know, just with COVID and everything getting hyper-politicized out there, I'm not the most political person, but I knew I had to get out of there when my daughter asked me to help with our homework. It was a math question. I said, sure, I'll try to help you. And it, the question was, if you divide the number of genders by bathrooms you can use, how much climate change do you get? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. Steve, you're in the home. You're in the home of bachelorette parties. Yeah. That, oh, my God. Oh yeah. Nashville is, uh, Kathy's gone. Uh, I know a number of people gone. That, and, and it was we, great. Uh, that, like, Well, I agree with you. And, I, and, and being a married man and seeing all these bachelorette parties, you're like Liam Neeson at the end of Taken. You're like, I have all these skills and I can't do anything with them. I can't use them anymore. I will say though, like I was ready to leave. When it was over, it was time to go home. Oh yeah. Like Vegas. Yeah, kind of. Nashville's great though, the way the way it's 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 come around and become that, that destination. I mean years ago it's so was you know, associated more primarily with uh, country music, but now the rock artists, everybody goes to record there. So it, it it's got oh, yeah. that on the uptake feel to it. Yeah, and, and that is that is the thing. I mean, this is a town that revolves around the music industry, and I've gotten to meet a lot of the country artists. What I think is kind of cool is that these country artists are getting, like, woke, I guess, to a degree, and yeah. they're changing their names. Like, I know Lady Antebellum changed it to Lady A. The Dixie Chicks are just the chicks. Then I heard Alabama is now Vermont. <laughs> wow! I didn't that's that. that's huh. a drastic change. <laughs> that's, that's very yeah. That doesn't seem to be a wise well, business. Vermont move. doesn't even ring no <laughs> roll off the tongue like Alabama does either. That's a great <laughs> choice. Wow. Hey, you guys, do you guys hear this? That um, you know, all those music artists pulled their music off of Spotify yes. because of Logan. Yeah. And, I heard that Neil Young, Graham Nash, and Joni Mitchell are actually taking it to uh, uh, to where their demo actually listens to it. It's called uh, it's called 
liver Spotify. <laughs> dude. Did you see Come on. It's 8 in the morning. Liver Spotify. Did you see Joni Mitchell at the Grammys? I didn't watch the Grammys. Yeah. I, was, I was having PTSD from the other award show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Joni, well, Joni was, um, she, listen, she's she's a great talent, but she's, uh, it, it, sometimes you always wonder, like, when they show up, when you, like Liza Minnelli at the Oscars, it's like, this, this is not going to, you right. know, I mean, and, and then yeah. she has the unfortunate thing of following the whole, uh, the whole Will Smith encounter. Uh, uh, right. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just... They they do this. They did it with Kirk Douglas. They brought him out, and I I, I listen. I understand a storied career and a, and a, great reasons to laud these people. But someone should just say, "This is not. It's it's embarrassing for them, and it's embarrassing for us." You know, when they're out, when they're in, in that kind of shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when they're that old and they're approaching their 80s, it's like, let's not do that. Run for office. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. time for that. That's the time. That's clearly yeah. where you're going. Yeah. Hey, Steve, were you watching uh, the Oscars live, or did you see the uh, next day all the events unfold? I, I learned about it in real time because I wasn't, I didn't even, I wasn't watching it, and then I saw a ticker on CNN. It said, CNN reports Will Smith is mostly peaceful at the Oscars. And I thought, <laughs> well, what does that mean? <laughs> And then I, I tuned in and saw it all, and I just felt bad. I, I mean, imagine working on a film, G.I. Jane, 25 years ago, and your movie is finally announced at the Oscars. <laughs> it's like, ah. By the way, G.I. Jane was not, was not a, it was a modest hit, and the whole thing yeah. was that she had shaved her head to me more for the role and gotten sort of jacked, and she looked great. But uh, that was, I was watching it real time as, as well, and I'm like, uh, it, you, you couldn't process what was going on. Because, you know, yeah. there was a clear moment where Will Smith seems to be, and not to bring this all up again, he's laughing at the joke. And then, you know, the, the whole, let me ask you, you as a comedian, as a working comedian, and a lot of comedians reacted in, in kind and said, this makes it more dangerous for us. Do you have that feeling or do you think that was overreacting? I think it was overreacting. I think, I think the guy's wires were crossed, but a lot has come out since then. And what I think we understand now is that Will Smith was upset before Chris Rock even got on stage, I guess, when they showed up, Jada, Jada Smith had made reservations for their table at the Oscars, and she made the reservation for a table of three. Yeah. So that's why Will Smith was pretty upset. <laughs> oh, I did not. I had no idea. <laughs> but now people, people are furious. People are furious that Hollywood gave Will Smith a standing ovation. They had to. He just smacked the hell out of Chris Rock. They, they knew that that was going to happen for them, too. If he yeah. 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 For all we know, he was armed. I don't know. He would piss him off. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, again, that is that. I think of all the years, and I used to l love watching the Academy Awards, and, that, and I thought this presentation, that was kind of interesting this time around. It, it moved a little bit better, but uh, there's never anything like that even close no. in the history of award shows. I think it will change the complexion of award shows and make the... I was kind of cool on them all adopting the Golden Globes stage design where it's a little bit easier to get access to, and they're, they're, everyone's right. at tables. I wonder if something like this is going to make them rethink that and go old well, school. That's, that's the interesting thing is that, you know, as much as people are going to be against Will Smith saying those things right, yeah. or, 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 or that action yeah. of him doing it, he did recalibrate all the award shows from now on because every award show, as you guys know, they have a pool 
of writers. They have a writer's room. Right. And those writer's rooms from now on, I guarantee the mandate is let's stay away from some any from anything that could potentially jar somebody from or trigger them from coming up. Right, right, right. Probably. Uh, so, so, uh, what, so you're here next week, and and um, we we understand that you are. Uh, are you? Do you play golf? By the way, I am not a great golfer. I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, I will say this about golf, the yeah. sport of golf. I'm happy to see Tiger Woods get back out there. We wanted, yeah, we wanted to ask that about that. Yeah. He's he's playing in the Masters, as you guys know. The Masters is sponsored by Mercedes. And the difference between a golf ball and a Mercedes is that Tiger Woods can drive a golf ball 300 oh, yards without hitting a tree. So, yep. guys, yes. don't, don't, throw me a, don't throw it down the center Do above it. the plate if you don't. Right. Right. More. More golf ball jokes. <laughs> That's right. That's right that. Well, Steve, you would appreciate this because I know we're both nerds, but um, Warner Brothers yesterday announced they're making a new Superman film. It's not a traditional Superman, as we all know. This right. will be a Black Superman, and it's not kryptonite that will harm him. It is Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the special on ABC last night with the, uh, with, oh you know, it was, it was a complete puff piece because Disney owns Hulu and it's supposed sure. to be sort of a, uh, like a news feature on the family. Uh, we were we were playing the clips and it's just, it's, it's beyond... It's unbearable. We're, we we have a love hate relationship with them because uh, we we hate them, but we love to talk about them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just uh, just the whole the uh, the uh, uh, I I don't know all L- L.A. fakeness and 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 all that stuff. It just drives us crazy. But yeah, it's great fodder. We love talking about it. They, you know, you, every time you think, oh, they're done. Yeah, we can't, and they're. They're like a turd that won't flush. They just keep popping up. It's like, yeah. how many times do I have to flush, 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 and they're still here? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, you do get that vibe, but they are, you know, and again, they are a, a multi-billion dollar empire. Oh so God. Uh, it's 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 one of those, you can't argue with that. But yeah. again, um, as you said, it's that turd that just keeps coming back to the top. <laughs> hey, Steve, I wanted to ask about this. I know you do a... Um, uh, a podcast with uh, Joe Gatto of uh, yes. Practical Jokers. Joe has left uh, the the group. Uh, yes. We had we had Murr on just a few weeks ago because uh, we we love that show. Um, you're in some episodes because they're having people take Joe's spot. Of uh, they're kind of rotating some people through. Are you doing that? I did an episode with them, and uh, I got to tell you, it's it, it's a great experience. It, it really is a lot of fun. But as a viewer, you're watching it, right? And then you're doing it, and it's a completely different – it's like living life on the other side of the mirror. It's, it's a different perspective. And so my job that day was I was in an office, and I'm trying to take these guys out. <laughs> and Brian Quinn uh, knows I like Jameson, and so he stashed a bottle of Jameson behind the couch – and we're doing shots in between things, oh, no. and <laughs> then Sal started drinking it, then Murr started drinking it, and we finished the bottle in 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And then, Holy and then Murray, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but Murray had to... Where he had to film another segment after we were done. Oh, no. He was slurring so bad <laughs> that a Turner executive showed up and goes, what's going on here? And they go, he just came from the dentist. <laughs> nice. That's great. Oh. It was, they're so good at recovery and everything. And it was, it made, oh, my God, he was, it was, it was really, really bad. But it was one of the funnest experiences I've ever had. And all four of those guys are still as classy, and uh, they're just great dudes. We have yeah. them on all the time, and yeah. they're, 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 they could not be nicer and fan-friendly, and they're, they're self-deprecating, which is 
one of the things that, that we just we just love, you know, that they, they don't take themselves too seriously, obviously, that they put themselves through that crap. Uh, that's, you know, a proof positive. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, an actor who does take himself too seriously is Jussie Smollett. <laughs> have, you guys heard about <laughs> have, have heard about him. Yes. 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 Got out of prison. Right. As your as your listeners may or may not know, uh, M- Empire actor, African-American, talented actor, yeah. hired yeah. two Nigerians to pose as MAGA guys, yeah. beat him up. It all turns out to be a lie. And I have so much respect for Jussie Smollett because he's the first Niger- first American to scam Nigerians. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Hey, about. Steve, I want to ask a question, and this is specifically for uh, the people watching on YouTube right now. Uh, sure. You are using something that I didn't even know that they even make anymore. Can you show everybody the pen that you're using? This is like a... Uh, the old... Uh, oh, my God, uh, I love yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a pen. Yeah. I'll, I'll describe for our, our radio listening audience. It's a pen that, that at the top where you where you push the button down to uh, engage the the, the ink, uh, the ballpoint yeah. to come out. But you have a choice between four different colors. And his has black. It looks like red, blue, and green. And you could choose which one you wanted to, to I use. haven't seen those one of great. those in a long, long time. I didn't even know they made them anymore. This is the last thing I bought from California. These are this is a four gendered pen. <laughs> <laughs> Those used to be great. So uh, you could you could quote unquote color with a pen, which made it really uh, really awesome. That's right. I, I have to ask you because you mentioned the the nerdy thing that we share and and the love of Batman. Did you see the Batman and what did you think? Oh my God! This is I, I can't believe this, but I have not seen it yet. I've been so swamped <laughs> since it's come out, and it's been the one thing I want to see. But everybody I've talked to is it, I'm like, how is it? I was they're like, they're like, it's it, it's really good. It's and then and you feel this like yeah. slight hesitation. I'm gonna say so it's I'm, great. Yeah. It, so it's, oh, it is. I'm gonna put it at great level. Yeah. I'm gonna put okay. it at at uh, you know way up there. I think you're gonna be blown away. I think it's it's. Uh, you know, the um, uh, it's in line with a number of the graphic novels. There's a bit of Seven in there. There's a bit of a Taxi Driver in there. There's, you know, Matt Reeves is a great director. Pattinson's a solid Batman. I was just curious. I thought for sure you'd see it because you're you're tied in. You're friends with a lot of the uh, the DC folk. Yes, of course. And I, I, I love it. And Batman and Superman are my two favorites, but I just haven't had time to see it. But I also think it's like, I think I finally hit that point of superhero fatigue where you know, so much has come out, and I, I was always the guy at midnight to show up. I'll tell you how excited I was to see the Avengers. I went to see the Avengers. It was so exciting. And then I, I realized I came out, I saw it at Arclight, a, a really nice movie theater in Los Angeles. Right. I came back to my car. I realized, I cannot believe I did this. I left my car running. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in park and I ran into the theater. I was oh so excited. And I told my wife this and she's like, are you kidding me? I, I must have like a guardian angel. It's sitting in Los Angeles in a parking garage <laughs> running the whole time. Anybody could have taken it. Uh-huh. Right. I'm so excited to see the Hulk and Thor in a scene together. What a moron. Yeah, no, we, we've all had those moments. I have moments. done that. Uh, Casey's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, really? Yeah. At, I left my mall. car running in the mall parking lot. I was in there. And as I'm walking back to my car, I'm looking for the keys. And I'm like, man, I I left the keys in the mall somewhere. I'm like, I've been in like a thousand stores. Where could I have left my keys? And then I, not only did I leave my car running, Steve, 
but the radio was blaring. <laughs> like, I opened the car door, and the radio, I was like, uh, okay. You've I, been I, doing it. Were... He's been doing a lot of stuff lately. He has yeah. a hatchback. He left the hatch open, drove for miles. Yeah. I, what, what was the other thing you did? Uh, well, so I left my hatch open and, dro- and on a couple of different occasions, drove w- drove off with my hatch open. I can't remember what the other thing I did, though, Press. And it was cold out, and you didn't even realize it until... Well, there's the Coke, uh, the the sodas, right? Yeah, that was because I left my yeah, hatch okay, open. Yeah, I yeah. had I had driven off from the supermarket, <laughs> and all the soda that I bought had like just left the car. And it wasn't until I had gotten to the light at the end of the uh, parking lot, I was like, because uh, I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and I just I'm like, that's very odd. It's everything just seems like bright and white. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, it, is it really okay had... at home? <laughs> no, everything. Listen, the, the problem Not is behavior. Everything okay at home? Uh, the problem was, and I don't normally do this, but I had had my earbuds in, and I was distracted by the music that I was listening to in my earbuds. Well, I, I don't normally drive to get to the grand opening of a Yankee Candle because I know how you are. You're a part-time chocolate and You love candle making. You have a, right. You have a for it, so. They're exciting stores. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. Uh, Steve, you're working on because we talked to you um, I think last time before about opening act which is your yep. the, the, the movie that you wrote and directed. Uh, are you working on anything else? Have you had time to? I, I, I just turned in two features. I'm actually coming to Philly because I'm. I just got word I'm. I'm filming my fifth hour special in, in the next three to four months. So wow. I'll be doing that. But I hate to admit this, but over coming out of COVID, you know, comedy is one of the last things to come back. So right. I actually, you know, you got to pay the bills. And I hate to admit this, but I was in my first horn. I um, <laughs> wow. I, I played husband that goes to work. Oh. <laughs> so. That's a thankless job. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a needed one, yeah. you know, to add the titillation of uh, someone not being there. So that the necessary to keep the, the narrative going. The yes, exactly. Flowing. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, well, listen, brother. We're excited. You're going to be back in town next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Steve Byrne will be appearing. Yes. at Helium Comedy Club, and you can get your tickets now. Uh, let's see. First show on Thursday is at 8 p.m. One show on Thursday at 8 p.m. Then you got two shows each night. On uh, Friday and Saturday, so heliumcomedy.com. Dude, it's always great to catch up with you, and I'm sure we'll talk again in the uh, the near future. So have a have a Absolutely. great day, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. And anybody worried about the war in Ukraine, do not worry anymore. I just heard Kyle Rittenhouse ask his mother to drop him off there. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay, okay, good. Guys. Good. Okay, guys, what? Thank love you. you. All right, All right. Steve Burr. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to take a break because we still have a couple more guests on the way. We do. Uh, and we also have Concert Cash coming up. We want to make sure that we stay on uh, on at, or as close to on time as we can. So we'll come back in just a second. We're going to find out what's coming up in the Phil's game tomorrow. It's opening day and the season opener. And a friend, Kate Flannery, yeah. as well. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. 
Well, it's tradition at the start of baseball season. We like to have a good friend of the show in the studio to tell us what is coming up, especially for opening day. Big day. And uh, it's also the season opener as well for the Phils tomorrow. And like I said, weather's going to be decent. It's rainy. It's nasty today. We're looking at 62, partly cloudy, maybe a spotty shower, but it's... Dude, I've been out there when it's been like 40 degrees on opening (laughs) day. I'll take 62 and partly cloudy anytime. John Brazier is here, my man. Of fun you know, and games. It's always, it always seems that the day before the opener is like the perfect day. Oh, yeah. And then the opener is the one that's not. Bad. It looks time. like it's going to be the opposite, yeah. Yeah. which is great. Which you'll take nice. it. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, so, welcome back. Good to see you again, sir. You know, it's great to see you guys. And I'm sorry we couldn't figure out the spring training because you guys always ticketed for St. Patty's Day, which I already have you booked for next year. <laughs> yes. Because we're going to be home on St. Patty's Day. So. You look tan, though. I was down there for 10 days, yeah, nice. came back, and so okay. the weather hasn't been too bad here, so all good. Well, listen, I'm glad the league got it together, because one, one, of, one of the decisions <laughs> of us uh, trying to figure out if we were going to make it down there or not was, is there going to be a season? Is it going to start? You know, so I'm glad they got yeah, it together. Yeah, we were all obviously worried. Obviously, fans are, but if you work for the Phillies, it's even more so, so yep. glad they got the resolve, didn't have to miss any games, and it's going to be... I tell you what, then right after that, you know, we had the shortened free agency period where basically teams are scrambling trying yeah. to figure out what the roster is going to be. And what do we do? We pick up, obviously, Kyle Schwarber, which is a big you know, acquisition. But then Nick Cassianos, uh, I mean, it's and we already did some moves before that with shoring up our bullpen. So, I mean, talk about a fun offensive year this year. There's going to be a lot of home runs. Well, Nick's our baseball guy, yep. and uh, he's been telling me very cautiously uh, how uh, optimistic he is about the year. I hate saying it publicly because yeah, I honestly right, feel yeah. like I, I'm yourself? superstitious about yeah. it. Like, I feel like I'm a jinx. Uh, but, John, the, the names you just mentioned, and then with Bryce Harper, with a healthy Reese, Reese Hoskins, with JT Realmuto and Gene Segura, like these guys coming in, it's... And a healthy it's, DD. And, yeah, it, and, it's and a great And the guy who had six home runs in spring training, Mickey Moniak. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a guy that everyone Moniac. forgot about. Yeah. You know, he's number one, obviously, one overall. Uh, he's still young, and I guess he made a little adjustment. The MVP so far might be our hitting coach, Kevin Long, who who basically <laughs> made a little adjustment for him. And who knows if this can carry through to the season, that and this guy, Bryson Stott. So we've got a nice combination of veterans and young guys, and we all, it's it's in time, too, because the uh, big Liberty Bell, you know, it's yeah. up there out in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. We put all these uh, thousands of LED lights in there, so you're going to see this thing, and it moves, obviously, and rings when we have home runs, so hopefully you're going to see that, you know, a lot. <laughs> you get you're to see, see those LED yeah. lights yeah. flashing a lot this summer. Right. So. It's been a decade since the team has made the playoffs. They, they've underperformed a few years. They've had some uh, teams that weren't good in, in a few of those years. My prediction is that ends this year. I really think that we're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they win the division. I mean, the Braves won the World Series last year, but they, in my mind, anyway, uh, and they, on paper, whatever that might mean, they're a much better team now than they were even four or five months ago. And I think it's going to be fun, too. Then 2000, that whole run, 2007, 2008, and then obviously through 12, uh, we were never out of the game. And so I think that's the beauty of this team right now is that we have great pitching. Kyle or uh, Zach Wheeler was runner-up to the Cy Young. You have still have Aaron Nola. You got Ranger Suarez. Uh, new bullpen. But if we're down by four runs going into the eighth inning, you know, I mean, there's hope because yeah. obviously you got you're, they're going to have to face somebody, Harper, Real Muto, right. all these guys. So I think you're going to see a lot of uh, we'll never be quite out of it. You know, also just the fact that you got we've had to start, stop, COVID, blah, day, back and forth, all this stuff that's kind of this jerkiness to everything that's been going on. And this feels like a real season, despite obviously them getting, the, you know, the uh, 
everything signed and everybody happy. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a delay, but this feels like a real normal season, and that means everything because this is a this is a pastime sport. This is yep. a sport that people just count on and it'll be there you're exactly right and it's just been weird i mean two years ago obviously they're doing spring training basically at fdr park you know and and fans couldn't come in and then and we had a pandemic crew that was outside the ballpark yeah yeah, yeah. and last year we got a little bit you know bet back to no, more normal and this year as you said steve is you're right it's uh way back to normal and I don't know if you guys saw the press conference, but uh, food options at the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Manco and Manco. Yeah, well, look, we, we had a lengthy conversation <laughs> about that. And then uh, we um, wanted you to bring us some, but well, it didn't work out. I'm going to do that next time. All I'm right. going to talk to Kevin Tedesco and the uh, folks down at Aramark, and we'll do that. All right. And then Ryan Howard's uh, place. Ryan Howard has Colby's Southern Kiss Chicken, which I uh, tried that. Well, I tried it a couple months ago because it's been around for a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're going to be there with a lot of different offerings. There's going to be a. I uh, haven't tried this one yet, uh, but a peanut butter and jelly hamburger. Right. Yeah, cheeseburger. Uh, and the jelly uh, is jalapeno yes, jelly. Yes, jalapeno jelly. So yeah. I don't know what that's going to uh. taste like. I probably won't, won't be good if some of my age disgusting. constitution. But, but <laughs> we have had people that have, that have chimed in and called and said it's actually pretty great. So. Yeah, new sausage offerings, all kinds of stuff. So who would ever think that you'd, you know, you're going down to the ballpark to get you know great food. Great food. And I tell you what, it works because... My daughter's 14 years old. She was watching a commercial. I think it was the Sixers, and they were talking about this big milkshake. Uh, I haven't been there yet. But there <laughs> yep. was, yeah. And, and yeah. now my daughter's dying to go. There's only two more games, but, you know, because of the milkshake. 6,000 <laughs> calories or whatever it is, yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Well, it's up there, yeah. John, I, I had a friend who, who by happenstance, lucked into some uh, Diamond Club tickets. Yeah. Uh, and I got to sit behind uh, home plate. <laughs> and Marissa went along with me, and... Possibly one of the greatest things to ever happen at the ball at a ballpark in my experience happened. And apparently, if you have, if you're lucky enough, if you're privileged enough yeah. to get those tickets, uh, at some point they just come and start handing you Shake Shack burgers. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what? the greatest night of my life. It, it, you can get really taken care of while you're at well, the ballpark. Well, I know, and it's tough to, when you work there, it's tough to keep, keep <laughs> Give your, your, weight, your weight off. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, as employees, they said, oh, we're going to do, they're doing sampling, we want to get ready for the season, and so all employees can go down and get whatever they want from Shake Shack. Today, same thing, Manco and Manco. So to be a Phillies employee, oh, no. it's great, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, but it's yeah. also, you yeah. know, you need to have to go to the gym a lot to counterbalance <laughs> sure. the, uh, yeah. you know, all the nutrition. So, so, so what's up for, for opening day? Any uh, things you want to mention? Yeah, we'll well, opening day is going to be uh, the, the beauty of opening day with the Phillies is that it's, you have a lot of tr- uh, tradition, pageantry, excitement. So we're going to have uh, we're gonna have the leadoff walk, which we hadn't done in a little bit. And that's when the players come in through the center field entrance and walk down oh, cool. you know, uh, onto the field. We're going to have the big giant flag. We are going to have uh, the Frog X, which are former guys from oh. the Leaf Frogs, yeah. uh, weather permitting. Sky on that. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have Dan Baker, who is the longest tenured PA announcer in all of baseball, probably in all of sports. 50 years now, 50, right? Well, really, it's 51 years, but we want he wants to celebrate wow. this year. So he's right up there with you know Lou Nolan, and yeah. I think Lou's also had his 50th, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Wow. Um, so he's going to be throwing out the first pitch, and he's had some health challenges. So it'll be great to you know honor Dan. Uh, we're going to have Kane Callis, who's for the last several years has been singing the national anthem. He does it right at his, at his dad's statue, okay. uh, which is pretty cool. And That's Kane's cool. got that deep. Yeah. Here's his Kane Callis, right? <laughs> He's a world class poker player. He's an unbelievable bowler. He's an opera singer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, All these can you save little... can you save one of these things for one of us? Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. 
Uh, listen, we wouldn't be a visit with John Brazier if we didn't talk about the time that the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's a tradition. It's it is like, a tradition. Um, the Commanders. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, you, you've got to talk about it. <laughs> well, that was was that a, not, that was opening day as well, was it? Yeah. No, no, no? That, that was the Fanatic's birthday. Oh. Remember, we had the Fanatic in studio, oh, yes. running around. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, we, <laughs> we were talking about the Fanatic for his birthday, which is in April. Yeah, right. We're, he's having a circus theme, yeah. and I brought up in the meeting. You know, probably about five people in our office got it. I said, well, will the fanatic be coming on the back of an elephant? Uh, I put that part in. But that, I'll never forget it. Obviously, why would Hunter the Studios and riding an elephant? So he was going to be coming, coming in on the, uh, back yeah, of an coming I, on the back of an elephant. I forgot in the stadium part. And, and I think I said, well, that's a hell of a show. Well, no, I, I remember exactly what you said. You said, does that mean he's going to be getting off at first base? And, and that's, when, that's when everyone just lost it. And everyone fell on the ground. Oh. The fanatic fell on the ground. They had to cut to a break. And I remember walking out of that studio because I was young. In my, it was early in my career. I said, I, I might not make this for the rest of the day. I might be gone by the time I get back to the ballpark. So, oh, so obviously... The, the fanatic, great and everything, and and uh, and fireworks tomorrow. Uh, no, 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 no. We're gonna have fireworks. We have two fireworks shows uh, in July. Okay. So, yeah. All right. What kind? Of, what time can you uh, get into the ballpark? So the gates open at one o'clock, okay. and we're gonna have actually. There's gonna be outside on CB Way. There's gonna be a Budweiser block party. So there's gonna be if nice. you want to get down there early, even if you don't have That's tickets, awesome. You can go down for the block party, and then gates open at one. Game, game is at 3 o'clock. Festivities probably get started around 2.20 or so. Cool. I'm looking at some of the, the, the season's uh, themed games, so maybe I'll run down a couple of these yeah, and, sure. and you can uh, enlighten us a little bit on this. There's going to be a Star Wars night. Star Wars night, yep. And that's uh, that's May 4th, of course. Yep. Yeah, May the 4th. Anybody, any, anybody associated with the movies there? No. Right. no we but are. You, you encourage people to dress apart and we stuff do, like that? Yes. Okay. And then the, the, the people can buy tickets through the theme nights page, and there's a giveaway for the first 500 fans, not for all the fans. So. Cool. What was what was your character's name that that disco guy uh, uh, Johnny Fresh? Yeah, Johnny <laughs> Fresh. they keep wanting to bring back Johnny Fresh, and I keep killing him. <laughs> and lime, don't forget Lemon like, Lime, Preston. In this outrageous leisure suit, it, and... it was pre Austin Powers. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to think that I gave Austin Powers Johnny the uh, the Mike Myers the, the <laughs> idea for Austin Powers. Uh, there is a, there's a mystery theme night Ooh. in yeah. April that's coming up on the 27th. So we just you find out. Yeah, what it those is that theme night. nights are great. Go on the Phillies website because if you buy tickets through the Theme Nights page, again, you're one of the first 500 people. You get some great giveaways. And we have some other ones that are planned we haven't announced yet. Uh, one's going to be really cool in early June. Wait right. a minute. Look at this. Uh, this is Friday, August 19th. The I Love the 90s post-game concert. Yes, I knew oh you guys loved that one. Listen to this. Vanilla Ice. Uh, yeah. Tone Loke. Whoa. Rob Bass and DJ Jazzy Whoa. Jeff. Oh, dude, I will be there what? for that. Post-game, yep. That's awesome. That? That's in August. In August. Yeah, in August. A, a Friday night, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, we're, we're doing several of those. We have the Avid Brothers doing a post-game Jeez. concert. Yeah. Oh! Yep. Yeah. Nice. And we have Jake Owen. Uh, Avid Brothers is June, June 11th. 11. That's a Saturday. Saturday. Oh. Yeah, you can yeah, go to four that. 4 o'clock start. So uh, Casey brought this to my attention uh, earlier this week or last week, but a lot of start times this year, John, are at 6.45, which is, I like that, especially for us, you know, because we get up so early in the morning. Well, it's but... also in, we're in, you know, obviously kids are in school, so okay. it just, you know, gets them out a little earlier, so. It's, uh, but the, the, is that an adjustment across baseball, that they're doing yes. a little bit earlier? Okay. Uh, a lot of teams have, yes, have gone th- that way, so. I think, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I believe me. Yeah. It's <laughs> <home already. laughs> so. Nice, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, different... 
uh, concerts and stuff that are going to be taking place this season. Yeah, there's post-game so. concerts and also just standalone concerts at the Citizens Bank. I know Elton John and uh, yeah. Guns, uh, not Guns, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's yeah. what this, is, this is Elton John's final, 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 final tour. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it yeah. is. Yeah, right? I think so, right? Until the next final, final Until the next final, final, final tour. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, for, for info on these theme nights and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I brought you guys giveaways, too. Oh, you I, got, I you brought got? you guys the Nemours Children's Health Fleece headband we're going to give to all fans tomorrow. Oh, nice. All, right. all fans get that. On Saturday, all fans 15 over and get this McDonald's opening night MV3 T-shirt because Bryce Harper is going to get his MVP uh, award beforehand with Mike Schmidt. Cool. So that's that. And on Sunday, we have uh, Cavity Buster's uh, Windbreaker. So that's uh, all kids 14 are going to get this great red Phillies Windbreaker. Nice. Very nice. And I've got Appreciate some for you guys that. as well. Very Excellent. cool. Thanks, Wonderful. All right, ma'am. Well, listen, it's underway. By the way, is the game, is, is the home opener sold out? It usually it's does sold out, out right? Yes, yeah, it's sold yeah, out. Yeah, the yeah. tickets are available for Tuesday, or for Saturday, Sunday, 4 o'clock game Saturday, 1 o'clock game Sunday, and then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, two are night games, and Wednesday's a 1 o'clock game, the Mets. And we need Philly fans in the stands because we got to drown out those Mets who spent a lot <laughs> of money of this year. <laughs> and it's, there's, Casey, it's the absolute worst when you hear... I'll be walk. I'll be in my office running, you know, get something, and I'll hear a cheer. I'm thinking that we did something oh. great, and all of a sudden it's the Mets, you know, because they're. <laughs> so yes, we got to drown out the Mets. Yep, they're a boisterous lot. They are right. a boisterous lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A nice way of saying that, Steve. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, John, great to see you, man. Thank you very much Thanks as always, here. John Appreciate Brazier. Brazier. John Brazier. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited. That's uh, obviously a sign of things to come when baseball starts happening. That means the is not too far off, like going to Keenan's. It's and, like, uh, uh, it's like what, how humans live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, excellent. Happy to hear about that. All right, uh, our next guest is ready to go. Yeah. Oh, warm up the button. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it right here at the tip of my finger here, ready to go at any point in time. Listen, our next guest is going to be appearing at uh, Fan Expo. That's this weekend. Uh, it is tomorrow and Sunday yeah. at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, and uh, a lot of other uh, cool names are going to be at this event as well, but let's get right to our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, you know her and love her. We certainly do. Kate Flannery! Yay! Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? We're good. How you doing? I'm great, thanks. I'm I'm still in L.A., but I'll be in Philly soon. I can't wait. Now, are you in your conservatory, or what room of the house is this? <laughs> I'm in my living room. Okay, okay. All right. She's got sconces <laughs> on the wall. and uh, Yes, yes. I'll have my Dundee. Ah, your Dundee is right there. That's awesome. The Dundee Award. Much coveted. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm you're... The the van event that's this weekend is uh, is is very cool. Uh, you know, the uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff represented. And was this a last minute thing for you? Or, it was or? a last minute thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm, I, I, you can ask me to a party late. I'll still come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? So these events, they, there are a lot of uh, a lot of different genres that are celebrated. But yeah. most of them are like horror, sci-fi, anime. Gaming right. and things like that. I won't is, be wearing makeup. I'll be none of that. <laughs> are, are you in? Are you into any of that stuff at all? As sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I've done a fair amount of comic cons over the last couple of years, and it's it's fun. You know, I mean, it's fun to see William Shatner. I, I'm not going to lie to you. And no, he'll he'll be there this weekend. Yeah. Shatner will be there. Carl Weathers will be there. Nice guy. What a great guy. I know he's Apollo Creed, you guys. I know, Rocky. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But he's a nice guy. No, no we, he we has been one of our favorite Apollo Creed, man. Yeah. We, we had him in one time, and we were, A, 
enamored by how good looking he is yeah. uh, and, and how young he looks for his age, but he was just the nicest guy. I mean, he's a sweetheart. Right? Yeah. So yeah. You, you have a whole bunch of David Tennant for Doctor Who fans. You have uh, uh, Ming Awad Wen from The Mandalorian. She's great. Uh, Michael Rooker, Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, and a whole bunch of other people. And uh, and so, uh, but the funny thing is, like with The Office, The Office sits in, in it can transcend any pop, co- it doesn't matter. You, mm-hmm. you uh, Applicable to any convention or any con anywhere, because I think the same people who are drawn to the other stuff love The Office. It's crazy. And you know what? I, I know you guys, we've talked about this. I need to send you guys some of these. I have the Meredith uh, Casual Friday Funko Pop. <laughs> oh, we have to have one. <laughs> a lot of people sign these. And you know what's so weird? It's like, what's great about being a pop is that um, I lose value if you take me out of my box. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could hold true for so much. Yeah. Uh. It's the first and only pixelated um, uh, Funko. I love it. It's one of Section. I've been invited to Punk Funko many times, and we'd like to celebrate my pixelation. That's yeah. great. It's awesome, uh, Kate. I think last time we had you on, we may have touched a bit on your uh, on your cameo videos that you do. Yes. Are, is how how much time do you do those every day, or do you pick a day out of the week where you knock a bunch? Of, uh, pretty. Um, I mean, not every day, but uh, yeah, a lot. A lot. I, you know, it's 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 again, it's a, it's a very strange, wonderful phenomenon, and it's you know, I get to be in people's phones uh, in their heads. It's it's insane. You know, it's crazy as it started, and it's like that. You know, it's like okay, so a guy who was on season four of Survivor is doing cameos, and now it's like it's across the boards. Oh, yeah. It's all it's top level people who realize, hey, it means a lot to their fans to get this. It's right. kind of fairly easy money, you know, it, yeah. relatively speaking, and uh, and and so everyone ends up uh, happy, and it's it's a win. So I got one for my 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 wife, and I know a lot of the people get you know get them, and they're just easy. Do you do them mostly? Do you like do a cluster? Do you do creative stuff? What do you do when you're doing your your cameos? Um, you know, it's it's it, it's different. Um, yeah. Everything is a little bit different, but I I also learned how to play the theme to the office during the pandemic. So, and I do have a piano, so sometimes I'll just be like, "Hey, I get sick of the sound of my own voice." Do you have so, it right there? Is it is a piano in the room? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 can, yeah. Can I, you do it for us? I, I guess so. You guys, this is really you want me to play? Yes. This is, oh, you can bill it. You can bill us for it. Yeah, by the way, we're, we're paying the cameo fee. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Do I have a flight here? Hold on. Yeah. Can you see? Right, she's got to move the camera to another part of the room. Yeah, I can see the keyboard. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. It's early here. Yeah, that was damn good. So good. Damn good. Beautiful. I got the long, you know, dance mix version, too, but <laughs> Speaking of the dance mix, mix, have you been keeping up with dancing since your uh, incredible uh, run on Dancing with the Stars? A little bit. I, I mean, obviously, I'm just dancing in my living room. I'm not, you know, I mean, the yeah. club thing or whatever. But I, I, I went to see my friends at uh, Dancing with the Stars a few weeks ago and on tour because I was last time I saw them, you know, with the crew and everybody was at, was when I was on tour with them. Right. And the show I went to. My partner, uh, Pasha Pashkov, his wife, Daniela Karagash, who just won this season with Iman Schubert. You know, she won the uh, whole the NBA NBA guy. Amazing. She fell the second to last song of the the night. She fell and broke her ankle on stage. (gasps) Jesus. Oh, no. 
was over. It was insane. But she's going to be fine. But I was like, holy crap. <laughs> have you ever gone to one of those? guys. Have you ever, <laughs> sorry. Have you ever gone to one of those um, dance parties with them? Like, they, they do these, like, ballroom dance parties. I mean, I'm, I'm a salsa dancer. So, like, we used to do oh, the salsa God. dance parties yeah. and all that. But have you ever been to one of those? I have. Yeah. I mean, as their guest, I feel like, I mean, don't make me do that. I mean, they're amazing. They're amazing. But I'm like, you guys, I was 55 when I got Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so old. I don't even know how I, don't even know how I did it. But I, I, I sat next to like Jojo. Uh, or I was like, what the hell? I mean, this is, it's not, my life is nuts. You guys. <laughs> no, it's I'm cool. You... My real car. It's like, it's fine. I'm, I'm good. And I'm now you're going to be, uh, you're going to be pounding around with Shatner this weekend. So that's cool. Wait, wait, what days are you there? Both days or what's the story? I'm there, yeah, I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, all three. Okay. There we go. Yeah, and I'm the panel on, on Saturday afternoon, I think at four. Um, but okay. All right. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? William Shatner. William Shatner who? Somebody else's joke, but I'm still going to tell William Shatner before he took her to the gangbang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit the button. You have to hit the button. No, we can let that one go. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, that, I'm going to have to dump that. that they, won't, they won't let us say that, believe it or not. It's... <laughs> It's the name of a TV show. I know. It drives us crazy. Wow. We, we, I've heard it on network television or or maybe almost network television. And we talked to our program director. And, and I dumped out so you don't know. Kate is talking about uh, what we call Ship's Creek or S's Creek is what we But they won't let they us They said it during the Emmy Awards I know. multiple times. Kate, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. And uh, we reached out to our program director. I swear to God, it act, it went up the company chain of command to our lawyers, to the law. And, and they said, no, unfortunately, you can't say it. So we've been vetted and we, we've tried. But, yeah, we, we just err on the side of caution with that one. It's the man, you know? Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We tr- we we try though. We we keep trying to get uh, we get away with murder and some other things. Right. So it all balances out. Yeah. Okay. Hey. All right. Now we got. Now we have to, we have to pump the brakes a little. Bit. <laughs> I can only do it so many times. It doesn't keep sorry. working. Okay. Hey, d- uh, speaking of the the panels and all that stuff, uh, another good friend of ours who we have regularly on and is going to be there tomorrow, and we'll talk to him tomorrow. Is Kevin Smith? Do you know Kevin? You know what? I I don't. I met Kevin a few times, but it's been a while. He does a lot of work with my buddy Ralph Garman. Yes, they were yeah, yeah. with Babylons. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ralph is from Philly, and Ralph and I did the Real Life Brady Bunch together back in 1994. Oh. Um, and Ralph used to go to LaSalle. He used to go to my dad's bar on. Uh, they used to have a college night on Thursdays. He's like the only guy I met in LA that had, like the first guy I met in LA that had been to my my dad's bar in, in Germantown. Ralph Garman, he, <clears throat> super talented, very very uh, very funny guy, but he has got one of the most insane. Batman collections of all time. He was a fan of the, right? He did a killer Batman impersonation. He actually did it for Adam West. I think he actually performed it like at a memorial for him. And like uh, when they, they literally had the bat signal in LA after Adam West died. Right. And uh, Ralph was there to, uh, yeah, look him up. He's got a podcast called the, the, the Ralph report. Yeah. He's great. He's a great guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Big, so good, funny, good yeah, we were on a bus together, like literally in 1994, doing this touring in the show. It was the old Almond Brothers bus, but it was like old when we got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Almond, the Almond Brothers. Almond. <laughs> the, almond the Almond. I can't even say it. You guys. The, no, almond. the almond Brothers. Almond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, uh, Kate, what's going on with uh, your your side group, uh, the Lampshades? You guys still, uh, you got anything coming up? Break. The Lampshades are still on a break. Jane Lynch and I are, we're going uh, to, so I feel like um, Jane, Jane, Jane's doing Broadway. She's doing Funny Girl. She opens next month. But we're still going to do a Christmas tour again. Um mm. Uh, that's that's sort of the the plan. And actually, last night, you guys, I forgot to tell you, I went to see uh, to the premiere of Craig Robinson's show, new show on Peacock called Killing It. Okay. And it's so funny if you guys get a chance to see it. But Creed was there and, and Craig Robinson, and we had a little mini uh, office reunion. If oh, you that's awesome. But, yeah. Creed is actually a musician, right? He comes, he, that's, he is. Yeah. He is. He's amazing. He's doing his, I think he's playing uh, Europe this summer, which is which is awesome. That's pretty wild. Jane uh, Lynch is doing, is hosting <clears throat> The Weakest Link. She's yes. now the the host of The Weakest, uh, the weakest yes. Link Domestic. She does a lot of game show stuff um, yeah. uh, you know, on the side. So, or yes. as the main, whatever you, however it's reconciled. <laughs> right. What so, other side? Yeah, no, she's everywhere. She's she's amazing. I just saw her. I actually did an episode of Beat Bobby Flay a couple weeks ago ah. in New York, so I had dinner with her, which is <clears throat> excellent. So, but Lampshades, maybe a, a winter, a, a holiday run? I'm not sure. We'll okay. see. We'll see. Right. Here, I know. We're like in a weird hiatus. I know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the deal. We want to extort you and uh-huh. to bring in Jane Lynch and you guys to do some stuff here in the studio for oh, us. Please, We've yeah. been waiting for this for years because we, we love you both dearly and it'd be you know, awesome. Those tours are the bummer about the tour is that we, te- we generally only have like the night before and and it's tough sometimes when we're traveling so sure i got you got it. Not that i don't love you guys yeah. <laughs> no we know you love us yeah. and we love you and listen we're, we're just stoked you're going to be back in the area because you know philly lights up when you get in town yeah. yes. that's what happens guys well i love you guys so much and you know these fan expos like if you've never been it's really fun there's something for everybody i i also love the fact that like there's there's so many artists there and there's like it, it's just there's great stuff to to just take in and and um, it's it's a wonderful weird world if you've oh, never I, been we love them i've been to, i've been to tons of them and they yeah. are fantastic if you have any sort of pop culture fandom in you you gotta go because it will be a great. And then for you alone, it's worth the price of admission. So sweet. And there's a lot of people from like um, from Star Trek, uh, from like the Next Generation and and Deep Space Nine. Like there's a right. lot. I mean, there's uh, there's gonna be a lot of people there. It's gonna Excellent. be crazy. Uh, Tickets available at fanexpohq.com, and uh, Kate's gonna be there tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. So have fun, Kate. We'll talk to you again I'm soon. I'm gonna be doing my Catherine O'Hara impersonation. <laughs> Love you. All right, thank you. (laughs) She cracks me. May I I mention something quickly, Preston? Yeah, yeah. Our friend Craig Lagans and uh, Rockstar Rob, who are the uh, comic book gurus, they're there on Sunday. They have the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, as we just said, at 1.45 p.m. on the creator stage. It's the return of the comic gurus podcast, comic book gurus. Mm. And I think they're doing another thing. they're, oh, they're talking about the multiverse. It's their first podcast in two years, and they're doing it live, so make sure you go check them out. Excellent. And by the way, uh, because I, earlier this week I had said I, I actually enjoyed Morbius. It was getting bad reviews, yeah. and I don't know if I said this or not, but Craig Legans, he liked it. Okay. Uh, you can trust Craig Legans. Yep. His take, yes. All right, so we got a couple minutes, right? Or, we or do. do we need to take a break? Yeah, we got a couple you, minutes. You tell me. Yeah, Man, a couple. Well, I noticed a couple of oh! 
you know, just saying. It's a surprise notice, mm. and I can hardly contain myself. All right, we're going to start uh, with this one, and it's an observation that I should have mentioned earlier in the program because it should be celebrated. Today is National Beer Day. Whoa. Yes. Uh, in the United States, and this happens every year on April 7th, and this actually has... You know, sometimes they arbitrarily just pick a date and say, hey, by the way, today is National Burrito Day, for whatever that means. Yeah. Right. Uh, but National Beer Day actually has roots. It's couched in history. In this date. So it marks the day that the Cullen-Harrison Act. Right, from uh, Twilight. Came, no, not, came into force after having been signed into law by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt on March 22nd, 1933. Uh, this led to the eight, 18th Amendment being repealed on December 5th, 1933, with the ratification of the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Before I get to what happened in Pearl Harbor, <laughs> I'd like to announce that today is National Beer Day. By the way, the day prior to National Beer Day is known as New Beer's Eve. <laughs> So that was yesterday. <laughs> New beers. That was last night. I so, like your thinking. So to give you a little bit of history on National Beer Day and the whole thing that took place, the Cullen Harrison Act. Upon signing the legislation, uh, Roosevelt made his famous remark: "I think this would be a good time for a beer." Uh, the law went into effect April seventh of that year in states that had enacted their own law allowing such sales. Um, and here, here's the and deal, if though. that beer could be brought to me by a buxom prostitute... <laughs> oh, my God. ...in a double win. <laughs> he, was, he was very open with his... Sure. We'll, we'll work on that, Mr. His President. lusty desires. Uh, the beer... Here's the part, though, the, uh, that's interesting. The beer could contain up to 3.2% alcohol by weight. And I, and I have a history with 3-2 beer, as we used to call it, because when I was um, uh, a young lad... Uh, living in Missouri, they still had what what were called blue laws that were in effect. Oh, yeah. oh, I grew up with blue laws. So you, yeah, some stores were closed yes. on Sundays. You could not buy beer on Sunday, but you could in some places you could buy three two beer because the alcohol content is so low mm-hmm. that you'd have to you'd have to drink a lot if you wanted to get a buzz. The blue laws were so arbitrary, Preston. You on 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 the Sunday you could not buy toilet paper, but you could buy magazines. So you could wipe your ass right. with magazines. This is very dumb. So, so you could get three, two beer. You would still have to drink a lot of it, uh, but nonetheless, it had alcohol in it. It was compared to the point zero zero point five percent limit that the Volstead Act had, because three point two beer was considered too low to produce intoxication. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what they would do. But people across the country responded by gathering outside breweries. Some beginning the night before, and on that first day, 1.5 million barrels of beer were consumed, inspiring the future holiday. Uh, The Cullen-Harrison Act, by the way, was not the official end of prohibition in the U.S. That happened on December 5th, 1933, when the 21st Amendment was ratified. What the Cullen-Harrison Act did do was redefine an intoxicating beverage under the Volstead Act. As such, April 7th, is a beer-specific holiday and should not be confused with Repeal Day, which is celebrated on December 5th. Prohibition, of course, made uh, uh, crime incredibly lucrative. Al Capone, all of those guys, uh, you know, it, it only emboldened them. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty wild. And if you stop and think about all the things that are tangentially based around the consumption of beer, of, of just pubs and, and uh, sporting events or, or that, you know, that are a part of it, it's a massive industry. Yep. So um, 
Press, the second you started mentioning beer, I was I was thinking of that because you had, we talked about it a week or two ago, that scene in uh, Django Unchained where uh, Christoph Waltz is pouring the beer. Yes. And I was thinking, <clears throat> man, like, was that beer warm? Did they drink the beer warm back then? <clears throat> you know, yeah. Because, like, you know. Probably. Re- the re- the refrigeration to- was not. Yeah. So I decided to just look it up. And so for, you know, the, the longest time, only the rich were able to actually have, like, excessively cold right. beverages. Sure. And oh, it wasn't until 1873 uh, where this gentleman devised a system of mechanically producing ice. Lord Yeti. Lord Yeti. Actually, it was uh, Carl von Lind. <laughs> So that is when cold lagers became accessible to the people. It was by the late 19th century. So people were drinking their, you know, unless you were filthy rich, tons of money at the time. Well, you drank warm. You know, or, you ice know. boxes were big chunks of ice in a yeah. box. Yeah. You know? but when yeah. did, okay, here's, uh, we're going to head down this rabbit hole for a moment. Uh, when was ice, uh, uh, you know, made, uh, man-made ice as opposed to actually going out in the wintertime and taking chunks yeah. of ice and stuff Glacial like that? Ice. When was, that, when was that available? But, I mean, you had to have electricity to create ice, correct? Due mm. to, to heavy refrigerant. What they would do is they would go up to the northern areas and they'd mail it down here, press Right. Oh, okay. okay. But, I mean, how do you, you know, to, to create ice, well, if, yeah. if it's not cold out, There's always if been... you want a cold beverage in the summertime, you would have to have electricity yeah, to create is, that. This is such a rudimentary question, and I don't know the answer I to it. I don't know. It, it, 1959. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay, so but in 1873, this Carl von Lind guy, he devised a system of mechanically producing ice. So I don't know how he was Mechanically producing ice. So in the hell would you do that without electricity? Freon? Yeah, I don't know. But but I mean, where that's a good question. Yeah, cuz magic? You, you're right, refrigerant would work, I guess, but I don't know how that works. And that ice idea. is just something that we Ethereum Iceum. We take for granted, and I think of that scene. Thank you, in, Mr. Potter. In Castaway, where uh, you know he was cast away on this uh, this island for years and years, and then when he is finally stateside, where he just wanted ice and yeah, cold ice. beer. Yeah, all right. So the, uh, the ice machines at the end of the 1800s and beginning of the 1900s used gases like ammonia, methyl chloride, and sulfur dioxide as refrigerants. Okay, and so those cases uh, were were used by that guy Carl von Lind that you brought up, and so that that was like the rudimentary. Refrigeration technology until electricity became okay. commonplace in people's homes. Because I guess when you use things like CO two and so on, right. and that's just a gas, right? It's uh, a gas. That it's uh, <laughs> what a gas. Uh, it's it's cold. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know if that's from the propellant or if that is just from the from the. I we don't I don't we don't oh, know that damn thing. Yeah. Hold on. Marissa is, uh, I'm sorry, she's been raising her hand for a moment. Well, I just found this cool article on mental floss that actually talks about a guy in 1826 who, on a horse-drawn carriage, would go around town to town with a massive block of ice and just, like, chip it off. Yeah, well, sure. So, yeah. so, Marissa, in, in like, in, in early New York, my, my dad, who recorded a whole bunch of uh, information about his, he was born 1928, growing up. He, uh, um, you know, the, it was quite common to see people with huge blocks of ice. They would deliver it. They had these, uh, it was kind of like prongs with huge spikes in it. And they would hoist them up on their back and they would walk up six, seven flights in, in, in a tenement building yeah. and deliver ice to people's ice boxes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and so now that I'm thinking about it, this is probably just to like cool it off. But I wonder, Casey, when they actually started putting it in the drink. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you couldn't put it in if you didn't have it. Right, so. right. And that would seem awfully wasteful. They to, used to, to put dead mice. That. Oh, that's... Yeah. They, they were good. On a lot the of rocks, people don't realize man. they get cold when they die. <laughs> uh, here's a text that says, I, I believe ice was actually first produced in 1885 by a Dr. Emmett Brown. He <laughs> 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 did hit a big machine in a barn. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I don't remember that story <laughs> now. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Okay. We're looking um, at just a picture up, a, a historical picture of an ice delivery truck with the big blocks that they were... We have a uh, an ice... My parents do an ice uh, box and like yeah. uh, like what you used to call a refrigerator, and now it's like this antique piece of, of furniture. It's it's a beautiful piece of furniture, and yeah. so they they use it. And Steve, the ice um, uh, ice block itself would go on the bottom, right? And 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 keep the rest of that piece of furniture uh, cold. And you know, so it was my grandparents or my great. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, a lot it's of really... people converted them into bidets. Oh, didn't know yeah, that. They are really pretty. There was a, a restaurant by us uh, called the Letter Rock Tea Room that had okay. one, and it was huge. It yeah. was like okay. the size of a, of a really big armoire. And but it had uh, uh, panels that you can see inside of it, and you knew that that was originally. They would just take a big chunk of ice and stick it in there, and yeah. stuff you and wanted that, to keep cold. You had to do that, and that seemed like oh my god, what a convenience! Yeah, yeah. we yeah. have they, a large block of ice in our kitchen that's keeping things cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did they do with all the? Fr- I mean, uh, melted ice afterwards. I guess you drink well, it. It's water. I know it's water, but like, did they drink it? Is that? Oh, no, is I don't that? think I so. Don't no, they were too busy eating out of the toilets. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I noticed something else. Uh, this story came up the other day. Uh, Yellowstone National Park is offering an annual pass, which is valid for entry in 2172. What? Well, they can go straight to hell. Uh, You're buying it for someone. Kathy, you are. You're, you're essentially, you're going to be willing this pass to a family member. I'm not wasting my money. Yeah. It's it's a, a $1,500 donation, and it's part of a fundraising effort in honor of the park's 150th birthday. So what this is, is it's a pass 450 years from now. What if that caldera blows up and you don't get to enjoy it at all? You get your money back. Yeah, okay, oh, there we go. That they, they make sure that you, they refund you uh, when the caldera why explodes. Can't they, why can't you just buy a pass for yourself? Why does that you do for... Listen, it's it's a donation for the I park. Hate, so then I say it like that. Just ask for yeah, a donation. Just ask for a donation, money-grubbing pricks. You, I think, you end up getting... There's probably tons of birds there, too, isn't You know, there? it's like, <laughs> Kathy, it's like buying buying a star for someone at like, the, the gift registry. I bought you a star. Yeah. You bought me nothing. You bought yeah. nothing. But you wasted your money is yeah. what you did. Uh, the, don- the donors will also receive a pass uh, to enter Yellowstone. That's good for a period of one year for its All right, fu- okay. Purchase. Let so, me ask you. You're the, a big fan of the show. Have, do you, have, you have, have you ever been to Yellowstone? No. And do you have any desire to go to Yellowstone? Um... Yeah, I would yeah. have just. Yeah, I, I it's would. It's like I mean, I feel like yeah. You, you that's they have hotels that you have and they have days where there's no birds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, camping. they have no bird day. Right. <laughs> I'm not camping. Of course, they have hotels. Steve, let me ask you a question. I wouldn't even consider a place if we didn't have a hotel. That's would you? So dumb. Would you rather Steve have a as a gift, yeah. a, a star, right, or a one by one by one plot of land in like Ireland? Because that's another kind of gimmicky. in Ireland a one by one one foot by one. That's foot another by one gim- foot? gimmicky yeah. sort of gift that you can get. Uh, they're, they're, it's both. It's sort of crap. Obviously, they both are horrible gifts. But uh, I would say, um, <laughs> well, I'll go with the star because then I don't have to spend the airfare to go visit my. <laughs> and sometimes, doesn't that little piece of land give you, like, you know, domain over it? Like you are Lord, whatever. Lord, I, I Lord, <laughs> Lord square foot. Uh, Lord square foot. Lord square foot. So you can own a piece of Ireland for fifty bucks. What if we all got together and we bought a couple of pieces, like pieces of of this land on this website like 
No, and Kathy, so here's, here, here's my question in that, and you raise a good point. So if you did it collectively, could you get a bigger chunk? Yeah. Obviously you could. Does that, what, what are you entitled to once you purchase? Are you entitled to drilling rights below that tract of land? Yeah, and you can, you can zone it commercially you if you want to and set you? up shop. Yeah. Right. Sure. No, yeah. I bet not. Like the yeah. smallest pub in the right. <laughs> island. Or you just build a tower. Like, like a dwarf pub? Like a, a Lego <laughs> tower. Tower of the <laughs> All right. Are you ever going to go to Yellowstone? Will I ever go? Yeah. Well, she loves um, the show. You should. No, I, I, that would be a That's place amazing. that I would want to, want to go okay. to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll there's that, there's that, Nick, <laughs> there, think, there's, there are features that do things there, so I know, she yeah. would appreciate There's stuff that. to see. That's stupid. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> when is this Look whole at that mountain. It doesn't do anything. When That's is it going to go? My, right. uh, if you, uh, you will go there and you cannot help but go, oh, my God, this is looks like it's a movie, but it is real. Although, I, I overheard this at, at Old Faithful. I yeah. overheard this. It, it, it Old Faithful does what yeah. it does, okay? It's amazing. It's a geological feature. And then there are a lot of people, they know what time it's going to happen. Right. That's what's amazing about it is, is that, that they know precisely when it's going to happen. And then it goes, it, 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 it has its, its feature, and then you hear, that was it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> shut well, Oh, people expect like the Bellagio fountain show when they go right. to Old Faithful. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not like, that. it's not noisy. Yeah. It's I mean it, it shoots yeah. up a hundred feet or whatever. But the fact that it's a, a natural geological feature that has a regular uh, uh, cycle like that is impressive. Well, you have to recognize the the geothermal complexity of what's going on yes. under square miles that you're standing on. Yeah, All right. So, but Kathy. That's it. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, <it's> stupid. <laughs> they should, they should fix that. And fifty years from now, it's way overrated. Oh, yeah, no, I I way overrated. Would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid dumb. to buy something. What if you don't? You haven't. You don't know your end. You don't know if people are going to follow you. What if they're? What if they suck? I could just have uh, like a bunch of things that I rate, and it's like stupid or yeah. not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Real quick. Hold on. Before I notice anything else, Bridget uh, got a piece of land in Ireland. Hi, Bridget. Good morning. Good morning. Or are you Lord Bridget? Am I <laughs> Lady Bridget? Lady Bridget. Lady Bridget. All right. Yeah. Years ago, um, I saw it in like a um, Irish magazine, and we're Irish, so I bought two little plots: one for my father, one for myself, and then we actually went to go and visit it. And it was it was really hard to find. It's just like this field. Yeah. And we had to, like, stop and ask a neighbor directions because nothing was marked like it was supposed to be or anything. And the neighbor was like, it's a total you know scam. you don't really own that, right? And oh. we were like, well, yeah, we just want to see it anyway. But Did you find squatters on your plot when you got there? <laughs> like, so you can't even, one guy like, sitting in a chair on yeah. your square foot. You can't even, like, uh, plant a flag there or anything? I mean, I don't know about legally. I'm not sure how legal the whole thing is, honestly. But that's, it is like, yeah, that, that's a that's a question we're asking, Bridget. Dude. What are you What are you entitled to? Could you put like a huge, like a huge flag on a pole with your family crest sticking up from it? That's a good question. You're right? No, I don't know. I mean, it really was like like if. It was here in Pennsylvania, and you went on back roads, and then you just found this open field, like, surrounded by trees. I mean, they're not going to stop you. There's nobody there. Right. So, you know? and no one, Listen, 
I, I have a brick at the Wells Fargo Center. I don't even know where that thing is. I can't imagine uh, the entire, you know, nation. Ireland. Ireland. Where's my square foot? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you, Bridget. We appreciate it. By the way, here's this is from the, uh, the website. It says, is it legal? Uh, yes. We spent over a year ma- making sure that every legal detail was taken care of before we launched. Your order comes complete with an official certificate of ownership and a comprehensive legal deed of assurance, which sets out uh, contractual details. Can you imagine the guy that's writing yeah. this and his buddy standing next to him and he's talking to him? He's like, "You, you can you believe they're gonna they're gonna believe this crap when we're writing this?" Uh, these documents were prepared by a highly respected law firm in Ireland. <laughs> oh Morgan and O Morgan. Oh Morgan and O Morgan. So you can uh, be sure. <laughs> that they are comprehensive and uh, fully legal. That's right. It's just it's fully legal. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna build on it? Yes. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna let, keep my Matchbox car on it. Let's notice something else. Um, how about this one? A uh, new TikTok trend has people spraying hair dye on their faces <laughs> to get fake freckles. Oh my God. That's you see that the the newest it's one a little bit newer than that, Preston, where you you put your head be, between the car door and the car itself, and you slam it fifty <laughs> oh, times. No, I didn't. Know. It's great. <laughs> Beauty gurus are posting videos of themselves spraying instant root concealer okay. on their oh, on their faces okay. to achieve the look. Um, so I just went to the hair salon, so I just got my hair dyed. Uh, my skin, we, the, some of the, the stylists, every time I go in, everybody like gathers around and tries right. to figure out what's going on. But my skin absorbs the dye so much so that they can't, like normally they have these wipes and they'll wipe off right. your hairline yeah. so you don't leave looking like, I leave looking like I had like a dye cap on because <laughs> they can't get it off of my oh, hairline. No. Angela is the only one who can semi get it off because she's so uh So you have like, you have like a, the, a dye border I, around your on, hair. I have a picture. What, Do you what, look like a GI Joe? While you talk, I, I will okay. pull up a picture. I was going to say something to you this morning. You were out in the hallway here, and I noticed that you had. Did you get a little highlight over on the left side of your head? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, but the way they color it, they don't color my whole head, so you would you will see some sort of what looks okay. like a highlight. She asked for the I, I, I thought I saw that. I'm, I'm terrible at noticing people when they've gotten their hair cut. I, I noticed. Yeah, I, who was I the first to notice? Said something to you, yeah. Kathy, and I didn't. Yeah, should have. Steve said something to me the day that I uh, that I got it. The day after I got it done. How long ago did you get it? Uh, I went on. Was for, well, you got it Tuesday, Tuesday. And you got it yesterday okay. from Mark Wahlberg. All right, that's yeah. pretty good for me. <laughs> noticing a couple of days later. No, that yeah. is good for you. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's was it for Marky Mark? No, no, for it was Marky to Mark. cover my grades. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's because it's Marky Mark. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, by the way, while she's looking that up, yeah, people are spraying root concealer on their faces to achieve the look. Many of the videos have gone viral and show the individual first botching the hack <laughs> before mastering it. Uh, some also nail the trend and talk about how happy they are with the results. That so, can't be good for you. So are freckles a wanted thing oh, now? They, they're yeah, huge. Like with the apps and stuff like that? People yeah. add freckles? Add freckles? Freckles are big. Yeah. Well, okay. they used to not be okay. big. I know. They used to be. Like, like, I got my. I had a freckly face when I was a little. Did kid. you? Yeah, they've. Really? Uh, they 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 went away. I could show you old pictures. I think freckles are adorable. But I had freckles. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I, I had freckles all over my face. Why are they do- using this and not like a, a brown sharpie or something? Because they're morons. Okay. A brown sense. sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It stays a little bit. Longer. Should I do an ombre like on my scalp? You should. Yeah. You really <laughs> should. Fade it. Yeah. You can hey, do a highlight ombre. I use uh, I use lye and battery acid. 
make it a new TikTok trend. Marissa, do you have anything that we could do that with? Uh, can Can we go get some root concealer, Steve, and freckle your head? <laughs> freckle yeah. his head. Of course. You just tell me the day you want to do it. Right. I love that idea. Head. Yeah. <laughs> I know what here. Do me a favor. Just in fact, do a representation of the constellation I was given as a birthday. <laughs> you could do that. Okay, right. so I found the picture, but let me just tell you. I just Let's want to give it. you a heads up on it. So this was during COVID when all the hair salons were closed, and um, so I have friends yeah. that you know. So so she did my hair at home, and she forgot about the whole hairline right, thing. Yeah. So when they dye my hair, they're very careful with my hairline. Right, right. So when we were at her house, uh, <laughs> she she kind of forgot and wasn't so careful. So this isn't normally what I look like, but you get the idea. And this is after I showered, <laughs> washed my head, uh, and washed my hairline. <laughs> Take a look at that. Hand it over. Uh, oh, uh, oh my God! Uh, all right, so <laughs> like a hairnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> all of this dye has has just soaked into Kathy's skin, and it looks like. Uh, well, it looks like somebody used that fake hairspray that, yeah, uh, exactly. that they were marketing for men for a the while, Popeil, like a, like uh, a yeah. felt spray only, on hair, only thinner. <laughs> That's hilarious, Kathy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so if any, like, sometimes someone will drip down, you know, people's faces or by their ears or whatever. If that happens to me, like, I've got a brown ear for a couple days. For a couple days. So what's the look they're attempting to get here with this, uh, with this? Freckles. Is it really just for freckles, huh? Yeah, yeah I guess they want freckly, huh? not freckly cheek. Do you know what I noticed is another thing? And, Kathy, maybe you can comment on this as well. A lot of, uh, I'll see them, models, uh, or, or just in general, pop culture-wise or celebrities, Doing this sort of like red nose, almost as if they had yeah. a cold. Yeah, I know. What and is that about? And they'll put like bronzer on. And yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what that's about. I know. I mean, for years, um, like when I was, you know, taught to to do makeup, right. you know, for TV or yeah. po- photos or whatever. It's sort of like I guess prior to like contouring being a thing, it's like you put your blush on. Right. You do a little bit kind of on the top of the forehead, like where your hairline right. would be. A, a little bit on your nose, and then like a little on your chin. So what happens is if it ends up as it looks like you have maybe just got a cold, and your nose is sort of reddish. I, I Ooh, think she! I look at her. I really sick. want. I want to make out yeah. her. She looks. She sick. Probably has something serious. <laughs> so I think it's just people like going over the top with is it. Is that what it is? Whereas, okay. Like because I'll do it every morning. I just put like a teeny bit. Oh, on all my right. Nose, but you but, blend it in. But this, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just people. You know, you don't want to have like a flat face. <laughs> Steve, excuse me. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. You look sick. You look <laughs> sick, ma'am. Look, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Your nose. <laughs> it's just my blush. What do you have? Want to kiss? You have COVID? H one N one. I love them all. <laughs> if you tell me you have a bowl, I'm going to have to go home and rub one out. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I never heard him get like that. I got very excited about sick things. All right. Uh, that's all I have time to notice uh, things. We'll do it again, maybe even tomorrow, because i got plenty, and uh, we will spend more time together. But I'm wrapping up the noticer now. <laughs> I would like to give away a $50 Visa gift card. And qualify you for a grand prize, a family four-pack of platinum bands from the Funplex in Mount Laurel that include unlimited indoor rides and some other stuff. So we'll take up... Sounds cool. Caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. You'll also be registered for an hour bowling with shoe rental and more. Uh, Disney, by the way, invites you to make room for the biggest family comedy ever, Cheaper by the Dozen, which is now streaming only on Disney Plus rated PG. So caller number 15... 215-263-WMMR. The prize is a yours. We'll get to the B-File when we return. Thursday from the MM Archives. 
a recently unearthed tape of a special guest MMR DJ. Our guest is Bruce Springsteen, who's uh, putting it together. Pierre Robert shares highlights of this historic broadcast from April 7th, 1974, Thursday at 1. If you'd like to talk to Bruce Springsteen, 561-5933. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's do this. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. Word you're going to use is bank. All right, you need to enter that to us. Bank, B-A-N-K, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that, and you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to also be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest, and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone, all right? Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by AAA Distributors. So the word again is bank, B-A-N-K. Make sure you do that right now. We're going to do the bizarre file, but before then, real quick, they say that uh, if you a sign of, of having a stroke is you can smell toast. Yes. Okay. Are you having a stroke? Smell toast. I'm not having no, but every now and then I get a whiff of a fart. And I don't think have you been cutting them? No. See, I, I I'm getting these mystery smells. I think lately. that means if you smell phantom mm-hmm. farts, I, that your intellect is increasing. It must be. Yeah, it's I'm the absolute smart. opposite. You guys are witnessing it. Last time that rancid smell was here, uh, if it is what you're smelling, was a dead mouse. So be oh, careful. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll be on the lookout for a dead yeah. mouse. But I, every now and then I get a little whiff, and I'm like, did Casey fuck? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it's conceivable. And then, like, and then it's gone. We did have a, a member. We had a run on field mice getting into the building. Yeah. Okay. Is that today or just in Today. Okay. Yeah, today. And uh, have you noticed slurred speech or have you no, blind? No, I, don't, I've, I have all the feeling in my face. All right. I'm good to go there. <laughs> um, I th- but I thought I smelled something yesterday. Okay. Can I ask you Do you keep a smell journal? No. Uh, <laughs> Did Mark Wahlberg smell funny to you? No. no. Okay. What's wrong with you? And maybe it was me. Like maybe it was mouth. my own order. I, I'm not talking bad about him. Jesus. The dude works out like every 10 minutes. Wasn't Casey supposed to sniff him? Yes, but, but sniff him the way a dog would. Oh, yeah. Right. But when we were getting together for a picture, I like smelled a little body odor. Huh. And I was wondering, it must have been one of us. It must have been one of Who us. Who are you closest to? On your, on, so on, on, look at that picture. I'd have to see the, the group photo. Right. Uh, Casey. Oh, Casey. Me. Yeah. And Mark. <laughs> Was it you? No, listen, I'm probably, yesterday. It was not Mark. Yesterday I smelled fine. Today I'm probably not smelling my best, but whatevs. Okay. Well, maybe it was me. Maybe I was. uh... No, I think it might be a dead mouse. Okay. Just ah, uh, that's it. Like Mark, as as, as talisman keeps his, keeps a dead mouse in his pocket. Wait, I did. Yeah. I did look up uh, mouse droppings in the office. Uh, I mean, on Google because in the office I found uh, this little black stuff near my desk, and right. I was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" But I don't think it was mouse droppings. Do you know? You so in the office I have, and you guys, you asked about them. I have these these little sonic things. I don't know if they work or not. But they're, they're supposed to scare away the scare mice. Scare the mice. I, maybe they're working, mm-hmm. or maybe they, maybe we they actually bite one. them in to crap on your desk. Yeah. All right, I was just curious about that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And keep an eye on me, because something right. might be wrong. Let's do the Bizarre file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality yeah. mulch and topsoil that's uh, manufactured yeah. on site. 
Uh, delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets, visit mulchthis.com. <laughs> Preston, Preston. Oh, I'm okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, we need that. <laughs> <laughs> Preston! Where is that? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I led the last bizarre file with a, uh, a slightly complicated, uh, serious story, and this one is amazing. The, though this is the same type of thing. Right. So, a high school student arrested in a targeted robbery and killing at a Southwest Las Vegas home left his school homework in the car that police say was used to carry out the crime, oh, wow. and that's how they identified the person. This kid left his homework in this car. So, high school student uh, Kamari Oliver. 18 years old, has been charged with murder, robbery, burglary, and kidnapping in the slaying of uh, Natalie Mandoli. Uh, Mandoli. And Mandoli, police said, was shot in a bedroom of a home during an inv- a home invasion and armed robbery. Uh, she lived there with a woman and her boyfriend. Police said Oliver's arrest uh, report uh, in the arrest report that the boyfriend is known for selling high-end jewelry on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And police said the robbery unfolded. When three men and a woman broke into the home and demanded money from the occupants, a surviving female victim was forced into a closet at gunpoint and repeatedly asked what's in the safe. A gun battle then broke out between uh, Mandali and her assailants. I guess she had a gun, uh, leaving Mandali dead in the bedroom. Jesus. Police said they found 26 different cartridges, uh, cartridge cases at the scene. Mandali's boyfriend reportedly uh, uh, reported to police that $5,000 in cash was stolen. He told police that he had gone to the store at the time of the robbery and then returned home and found the assailants leaving the crime uh, leaving the uh, crime scene in a white Mercedes-Benz. Mm. They drove off of the Mercedes and the boyfriend followed them and smashed his car into the back of the assailant's car, causing it to crash into a wall near a house. The driver of the Mercedes got out and started firing shots at the boyfriend. Uh, Oliver's arrest report indicates police searched the Mercedes. They found $5,000 cash inside as well as a red backpack. And inside the backpack was a school Chromebook along with a notebook of schoolwork, specifically math work. Police said in the top right-hand corner of the schoolwork, the name Kamari Oliver and fifth period were written. There you uh, go. That's how they found There them. you go. Homicide investigators. Thank God they're dumb. Uh, checked with the school district police and learned Oliver was a student and he had an unexcused absence for the last two periods of school on the day of the killing. Uh, the uh, Oliver showed up at school where he was taken into custody. Uh, police said Oliver had a burn and laceration above his right eye. He also had a small abrasion on the center of his forehead and nose. Uh, he was asked about his injuries. He stated that he was in a fight at a party over the weekend when confronted about the murder. He stated that he wanted a lawyer and all questioning stopped. So they got this kid, man. Busted him with his homework. Uh, a grandmother in Pennsylvania is accused of threatening a Hollidaysburg police officer with what she calls white witchery if he didn't stop her grandson's felony drug charge. White witchery? Yeah, Celestia Barker, who is 74 years old, is accused of calling the police on March 27th to ask an officer to drop the felony charges against her grandson, saying he only had a small amount of marijuana and a pipe. She allegedly told the officer that she practices witch activities. Witch activities. Uh, And... He'd be in jeopardy if he failed to drop the charges. Well, Barker then gave the officer examples of things that could happen to him, such as falling down the stairs and feeling like someone pushed him. She also said that she wasn't threatening anyone, just making statements. Things I can do if you don't follow my request. Uh, The officer hung up on Barker. (laughs) 
uh, but she then called back numerous times. And when state police questioned her, she admitted that she did it and explained to the trooper that she practices white witchery and that they'd best be looking over their shoulders. Uh, Barker is now facing a felony charge of threatening unlawful harm to a public servant to the judicial process. Even if it's white witchery, it's still threatening, right? That is correct, yeah. Uh, I love it when you hear about pursuits like this. The owner of a forklift was found Sunday night after a man was arrested and charged with stealing the machine and taking it on a joyride this weekend. Deputies said they received a call of a man driving uh, a tractor and attempted to enter the main lanes of a highway. Once uh, deputies caught up to the man, they realized it was actually a forklift. (laughs) The man refused to stop and reached speeds of about uh, 12 miles an hour. After a 20-minute slow-speed chase, deputies said the man came to a stop. Uh, He was taken into custody without incident. After an investigation, it was determined the tractor had been stolen, and since then, the owner has been found. Do you remember the uh, the forklift we had at the Camp Out for Hunger in the early days of the Adams Mark Preston? It it had a telescoping arm, and it had these big big tires. It moved pretty quickly. It was fast. Yep. All right, and then finally, we will end with this story. Chaos unfolded outside a coffee shop in Texas on Friday, and uh, three men had gotten into a fight. One of them had an axe as a weapon. Police said they responded to the fight around 8 p.m. A caller reported that several people, including one with an axe, was involved in the fight and were injured. Two were injured. Uh, two people were transported to the hospital. A third was treated at the scene. Several witnesses said the fight happened outside of the I Love You A Latte coffee shop. Uh-huh. Axe fight at the cafe! Uh, I like and that name. Sean, I like that, too. Yeah. Uh, Sean Insalico, uh, a pizza delivery driver who works, works next door to the coffee shop, said he witnessed the axe attack. Uh, Insacalo, uh said that the fight began outside of the shop. He said that he watched the owner of the coffee shop get attacked by two men and that two women stood nearby. He said something wasn't right, and then all of a sudden they both grabbed him and dragged him in. He said he called 911 after he watched the owner of the coffee shop get dragged into his own business. He said the owner was definitely getting attacked by multiple people. Both those gentlemen were beating on him, and he got hurt bad. And Scalo said he stayed on the phone with dispatch until police got there. He said, all of a sudden, I see a hatchet, and the guy has it and starts walking towards the front door. And I'm standing at the front door, so I blocked the door. And I said, you're not coming out here until the police get here. And from there, the attack, uh, the axe attack unfolded. He said he pushed on the door a little bit, so he goes back in, starts hitting on the guy, takes his axe, and hits the owner with it. Like, he's... Dude, he's, he's, he's cutting him up. Kill the dude, yeah. Uh, then Over the, coffee? The owner grabbed the head of the axe with his hand, and he held it for dear life. Uh, Nick Chiku, who is the owner of the, the shop next door, uh, said that the, the guy in the current coffee shop owner had an ongoing money-related dispute. Uh. Uh, with, oh, with the with the shop's previous owner. So not even the right guy. Uh, Chico, well, I, I think um, maybe he was sent by the previous. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, Chico said Whatever he, it is, you don't attack somebody with an axe, especially in front of coffee. He said the uh, current owner and previous owner began. They were, so it was the previous owner. All right. So they, they got in. They rolled away on stretchers after the fight. So this old owner showed up with an axe and tried to take. He had an axe to grind, literally. <sighs> Messed up. All right. And there you go. That is your bizarre file. And you still have a little bit of time left. You got about uh, four, three, four minutes uh, to enter the word bank for the MMR concert cash. All right, so the word is bank, B A N K. You can text it to 45911 or you can do it through the MMR app or WMMR.com. But make sure you do it because we've got $500 in MMR BQ tickets up for grabs, courtesy of AAA distributors. So bank, get on it. We'll be right back. Love MMR? 
buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I, uh, we're going to do today's, oh man, Nick, did I get the lesson questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. put them right there. 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 Uh, I think you put them on that keyboard. Oh. Booyah. Well, I didn't see it. Over there. Uh, let's see. Today's lesson question prize is a pair of tickets to see Brent Morin Saturday, April 16th at Punchline. And the question that we will go with, hmm, let's mm-hmm. see. Who invented ice machines? Not really, though. Not not really the guy who Casey had mentioned earlier. It was a lord. Lord who? Lord. Two one five two six three WMMR. Lord. Let's see if you know the answer. Who invented the ice machine? Not really. And we'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Natural Lawn America, safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. And you can schedule their full service program and get free seating every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. What's going on, Steve? Well, a Nicole Brown Simpson lookalike surprised O.J. Simpson in his hotel room at 1 a.m. for a prank video. In the video, a very disoriented Simpson yells out, I thought I killed you. Donatella Versace recently met with Britney Spears to discuss designing her wedding dress. Versace says Britney had some great ideas, but admits she probably will not go with a pocket for Britney's hamster. (laughs) And finally, 21 Savage's battle over his immigration status has reached a stalemate, putting his planned appearance at Coachella in question. An official for ICE says all of this would not be an issue if the rapper was one Savage less. And that's your Hollywood charge. All right, we will attempt to get a winner who invented the ice machine. Not really. That's the question. And our caller is Jack. So let's go to him. Hey, Jack, good morning. How you doing? I'm good, man. All right, Jack, who invented the ice machine? Lord Yeti. Lord Yeti. Yeah! You got it, buddy. Hang on. Jack gets himself a pair of tickets to see Brent Morin Saturday, April 16th. He'll be performing at Punchline Philly, and tickets are on sale now. Uh, for five shows with Brent Morin, Thursday, April 14th through Saturday, April 16th. PunchlinePhilly.com for tickets and information. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Horizon. You can book a spring AC tune-up for $79 and fall heater tune-up for $59. Book fast at horizonservices.com slash book. Wolfgang Van Halen has been forced to scrap the remaining shows on the Mammoth WVH uh, tour with Dirty Honey after members of the band's team tested positive for COVID. Uh, Did a number test positive? uh, Let's find out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next scrapped dates on the itinerary are April 8th in Nashville, Tennessee, April 9th in Alabama, the 12th is in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the GuitarWorld.com uh, publication had uh, posted, despite Mammoth uh, Ma- Mammoth WVH's cancellation of their shows, Dirty Honey will still perform as scheduled on these dates for fans who bought tickets, uh, chiefly to see Mammoth. 
uh, refunds are available at point of purchase. Mm. Uh, so this was the announcement that was put out after an incredible weekend in Las Vegas with my family for the Grammys. I flew back yesterday to meet up with my band and crew in North Carolina to continue the Young Guns tour. This morning, as everyone took COVID tests to reestablish the bubble that has served us on the tour, we came to find out that members of our band and crew who didn't travel with me were positive. Uh, so doesn't say how many, but if it's band and crew. Yeah, that's a lot. It's definitely, you know, two or more. Yeah. Uh, he said, I have tested Nick. I have tested negative via rapid and PCR tests for the last five days in preparation for the Grammys and still continue to do so. With only six shows left in the tour, it breaks my heart that we unfortunately won't be able to continue. Uh, Mammoth WVH will do our best to make up the dates that we missed to the fans in those markets in the future. Nine Inch Nails have been named to replace Foo Fighters as the Friday headliner at the Boston Calling Festival. That's kind of cool. Which is May 27th to the 29th, yes. Uh, Foo Fighters canceled, obviously, after Taylor died. Uh, Nine Inch Nails will close the show on Friday, May 27th. Other headliners at the festival include The Strokes, Metallica, Avril Lavigne, Hyam, Run the Jewels, Weezer, Glass Animals, Modest Mouse, and a few others are among those on the bill. So I've been on a quasi-Johnny uh, Cash kick lately, believe it or not, and his version of the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt, Hurt yeah. is so effing good. Yep. I just threw out my Johnny Cash t-shirt. I gotta get a new one. You could have given it to me. <laughs> Why'd you throw it out? Uh, I kind of like ripped it up and cut it up as like a... To kind of make it a little a little nicer, a little yeah. more edgy feel to it. Um, it didn't work? No, no, it did. I wore it a couple of times. It was just time to get rid of it. It's was just it? time for a new one, Preston. Okay, I guess. Yeah. She needs one for the gang initiation. She's a big Johnny Cash fan. <laughs> I love Johnny it. Cash. Do you oh, really? You yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we can Elvis, talk, sister Johnny friend. Johnny Cash, like that's I. Uh, that's one uh, musically. That's when I should have lived. I didn't know that yeah. about you. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite Johnny Cash song? Uh, I mean, Walk the Line, I know that great. that's like... It's a, a giant hit, it's a giant but so hit, what? It's but a great I, song. Every time I hear it, like, I just love it. You know, it's uh, my recently, The Man Comes Around, which is a great... It's used in the beginning of Dawn of the Dead. It's also used in the trailer for Father Stu uh, and oh, uh, okay. Ring of Fire. Mm. Yeah, Ring of Fire. I yeah. love that, too. Yeah. Um, I've been everywhere. That's my jam. Oh, it's yeah, a great yeah, song. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah. Uh, Kill Switch Engage will release a live album called Live at the Palladium on June 3rd, and the album features the band's performance during their 2021 live stream event, which was broadcast from the Palladium in uh, Worcester in the band's home state of Massachusetts. In advance of the re- release, uh, Kill Switch Engage have shared a clip from their single, Know Your Enemy. Uh, this is the first time that the concert's audio has been officially released, and it's being offered digitally to LP vinyl and to CD Blu-ray. Uh, the Eagles are down one set of wings. Deacon Fry, who uh, for nearly five years now, it's hard to believe that, has been singing a handful of his late father, Glenn Fry's songs on tour, has left the group. A band spokesperson says he will not be replaced on the upcoming dates on the Eagles' ongoing Hotel California tour. Deacon's bandmates will take over his tour duties in his absence. Uh, in a statement attributed to the entire group on its website, the band said Deacon Fry has devoted the past four and a half years to carrying on his father's legacy. And after some weeks of reflection, he now feels that it is time for him to forge his own path. We understand completely and we support him in whatever he wishes to pursue in the years ahead. Uh, they also said he is always welcome to join us on stage at any future concert yeah, if he, he so desires. Well, that sounds like it's very, you know, he wants to find himself a little bit now. Deacon had already been absent from the group's shows earlier this year, which should offer a model for how the future concerts will pursue, proceed. 
of the four songs that he had been singing lead vocals on since 2017, which were Take It, Take it Easy, Already Gone, To Kill a Sunrise, and Peaceful Easy Feeling. Uh, the first three of those were reassigned to Vince Gill and the fourth to Timothy B. Schmidt. So they will just split it up amongst the band members. The two, you know, quote-unquote new members of the band and Vince Gill and this guy Stuart Smith, who's been in the band for a really long time but now is, you know, front and center. They were so impressive when I saw them a couple of weeks ago. Like, I just, I was blown away at what it's, a great band they were. You felt they were able to carry the and torch, no Vince problem. Vince Gill is just something else. And I, like, I never knew yeah. that guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big country fan, but man, was he great. And he, like, he, the way that he was able to sing the songs that were, used to be Glenn Fry songs and, uh, and this other guy, Stuart Smith, who does uh, a lot of guitar work. He did the double, um, uh, what, do you, what would you call it? Like the double electric guitar that they used on uh, Hotel yeah, California. Double Neck, yeah. Oh, double Neck, yeah. yeah. He, he played that part. It's just, it was really impressive. Wow. Nice. Uh, Aerosmith guitarist Brad Whitford does not foresee the band returning to the studio anytime soon. Aerosmith resumes the Las Vegas Deuces or Wild Residence at the Dolby Live at uh, Park MGM beginning June 17th with a total of 24 dates played before the end of 2022. Uh, during a chat recently with Classic Rock Magazine, he was asked if there were any plans to record the follow-up from 2012's Music from Another Dimension. He said, unfortunately, no. I've made some efforts to get the band back into the studio, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. In Las Vegas, there was a studio right across the street. Huh. But the creative process can't be forced. The light switch has to come on. I'd like to think that it could still happen, but right now, it just hasn't. Uh, he was pressed about Joey Kramer's involvement in the band after the drummer announced that he was taking a hiatus uh, from the band during their 2022 dates. And after a long silence, he said, I'm not sure how to answer that. I don't know how it will play out. It's Santa's got to go. Santa's got to go. <laughs> he said it's been... Uh, Santa's got to go. He said it's been almost two years <laughs> since we played last uh, in Vegas. And we had a very difficult time then. All of us are getting older and health issues make things difficult. I thought this was pretty cool. A 1980 Paul McCartney demo for Ringo Starr is set for auction later this month. According to the Independent, the cassette, the cassette, yeah. features McCartney on a vocal and piano run through of the song "Attention," which the two former Beatles recorded together that July in France for Ringo's 1981 "Stop and Smell the Roses" album. The Maxell C60 audio cassette, Maxell lists and and C60. That meant it was an hour, an hour long. long yeah. yeah, lists "Attention," the two possible cover tunes pitched to Ringo for McCartney to produce. Chuck Berry's version of Route 66 and Carl Perkins' Short Fall with McCartney and Ringo, uh, which they went on to record. You remember, like, when a stocking stuffer would be a pack of, like, Max yeah, L's sure. or TDK cassettes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the tape uh, comes from the collection of Wings, touring saxophonist in Liverpool and Hamburg in, uh, intimate Howie Casey, who performed on the tracks. And the cassette, the cassette <laughs> is expected to feature over... Or fetch over $13,000. Yeah, when it goes under the hammer, April 20. Why are they going to break it? Six. They're not, no, they're not breaking it. They're selling it. Oh. That's, a, that's a term for auction. And then finally, and I think the coolest piece of music news today, is that today, one Mr. Pierre Robert is playing back an interview that I'm very interested in hearing. Bruce Springsteen guest DJing at WMMR. It took place on April 7th, 1974. Uh, and Bruce was live on the air at the WMMR studios at 19, 19th and Walnut on Rittenhouse Square, playing songs of his choosing and filling in the MMR audience on his next moves. He was in between 
the release of his second and third albums, doing a college tour with a set list that included songs from his debut, Greetings from Asbury Park, Great album. as well as the follow-up, The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle. Another one. And it would be a year before the world exploded and Born to Run propelled Bruce and the band to unimagined stardom. Dave, then- David Dye was the host at the time, and he was like doing you know, a weekend shift, and uh, so Pierre's going to play back. And, and this was recently... I don't know if it was recently unearthed or if they it was. just, um, you know, decided it's time to play this back. But I've never heard any of this. No, no. And I think it's uh, I think it's amazing. The, the, the sad truth is, is that we, there hasn't been a lot of participation with uh, Bruce uh, and uh, WMMR. Though there should be. I, and, I uh, would you agree. Know, whatever was the issue, you know, I uh, don't know if it's like a, a Jack White. You know, uh, never playing Philadelphia type thing or whatever it was, but but it, it it's sad because uh, he's certainly been supported here for decades. Right? Is it? I don't know. I, I actually, dude, completely like Casey was nodding. What? I uh, completely spaced out. I only oh, nodded okay. because I was like, oh, he's looking at me for something. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was wondering if it was a Jack White type of thing where it, something pissed him off about MMR. And I saw you nodding. I'm like, oh, he knows something. No. Yeah. Gobster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Casey, gobster. That's I, was, uh, I was in left field. So, uh, where were you? I'm curious. I was in complete left he field. He went home. No, yeah, like, I went, I went, and I pitching for the Phillies, Casey Foster. Santa had to go. That, that's what it was. Right. Wait, no, that happened to me. The other week, and I, Bill Weston was involved. Did he ask me? Or, or no, you guys said something, and I was looking on the chair at yeah. my feet. There was something on there. Oh, he was, he was t- talking it, directly to you. And then I, <laughs> like, asked or said, made the exact same comment. You guys yeah. all looked at me like I was us. But I was like, whatever it was, it was on the chair right here near my feet, and I was looking at it. It was shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I said something. I was like, well, that was a dramatic pause or something along yeah, those so, lines. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I got called in for jury duty, uh, and, and they ended up calling me off. And, and they, <laughs> yeah, this is great. On, on the questionnaire, it says, is there any reason why you think we, you shouldn't be eligible to be a jury, uh, a juror? And I literally, I go, I don't have the attention span for what you need. Attention. I will not pay attention. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you You're will, being honest. I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, you do not want me there. I will completely. Listen. I was at my daughter. She was. In, we had an interview. It was a scholarship for her. By high the way, school. music news is over. Go yeah. ahead. And we're sitting there, and I literally was thinking about Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> like I was just sitting in the ladies talking and doing her thing, and I'm like, extra, extra. Somebody's getting. And like that's what was going on in my mind. In this like super, probably the most important meeting of my daughter's right. life at that right. point. And I was like, why did my wife send oh. me here? Like what? Why am I the one? Yes. Dude, you're not alone. Okay. I, I let my mind wander. The, the, the moment that my, my real interest, my, my genuine yeah. interest wears out, uh, I will go somewhere else. Yeah. It may be about something I'm doing later on and sure. I'm thinking about that or or, uh, or it may be something as stupid as the Muppets take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you're not alone. You know how my, my mind works. It goes up in 40 million different directions and, and for yeah. just stupid stuff. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And it's 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 annoying. <laughs> so I, I don't need my phone to distract me. I've got my brain. <laughs> so, don't worry. Yeah. My brain. <laughs> not now. I'm thinking. I'm not thinking. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it in music news. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and uh, we'll find out from Pierre a little bit about that Bruce Springsteen guest DJ interview he's playing back today and other things, as well as the letter of the day. So we'll get to that coming up. Stay fun. 
Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know what? I failed to mention this. I'll mention it again tomorrow, but our Ken Burns um, interview is now available as a Daily Rush video. Uh, it was such a great conversation. It was yeah. always a great conversation with him. Yeah, terrific. And he actually knows who we are. I think that's really cool. <laughs> he actually likes us. He does. Yeah. Um, and it's a. he talks about his documentary about Ben Franklin and why Philadelphia is better than Boston. I've been watching <laughs> it, by the way. It's, of course, terrific. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram for a first look at the Daily Rush video sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Thank you, Giggity. <laughs> and thank you, Steve Burns. Uh, Steve's a great comedian. He's a good friend as well. Very, very funny. Uh, he is going to be at Helium Comedy Club next week, by the way. And he's doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. It was great to see our friend John Brazier. Yes. Brazier was here to talk about the uh, season getting started. Tomorrow is the home opener. And uh, actually, believe it or not, contrary to what we have today, the weather should work out pretty well. Maybe a spotty shower, but you should be okay in the high 62, so fairly comfortable. And they could, got, uh, they've got some fun stuff planned there this season. And finally, Kate Flannery. Yay! We did have to dump out on her today, <laughs> uh, which is the standard routine. And she's going to be at the Fan Expo at the Philadelphia Convention Center this weekend. And you can go to Fan Expo, uh, P, or, sorry, HQ, uh, for details, HQ.com. And, uh, like, William Shatner's going to be there and Carl Weathers and a whole bunch of people. Tenant from the Doctor Who? Yeah. And, um, Was she cursing? Is that why you had yes. to dump out? Yeah. She always does. Oh. Yeah, every time. We actually, do you not know this? We have uh, on our on our dump button here. Yeah. has a label on it. It says the Flannery switch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's been there for years. Uh, yes. Yeah. Several years we've do had you that. you tell now. her in advance as you're going on, uh, Kate, dear, perhaps you could tone it back just a <laughs> Would, touch? Wouldn't make a difference. Nope. No. She would do it five times more if we yeah, said yeah. something like that. Wow. So Yeah. And it's always playful and fun, so All it's right. cool. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Uh, let's do the letter of the day. Letter. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. C as in concert cash. Yeah. And we will have that coming up, by the way. And we'll also have, for the word of the week prize, <clears throat> a pair of tickets, an autographed guitar, and a room for the night is MMR Rock Steel Panther, the Res Erections Tour, <laughs> Saturday, April 30th at the Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Atlantic City. They still make it funny. Oh, man. My God. They still do it. Tickets oh. are on sale now via Ticketmaster. <laughs> Click concerts at WMMR.com for complete uh, details. Oh, so, good. Uh, yep. Um, what's coming up, man? I love it. Uh, well, um, we will have concert cash. 
two opportunities, one at noon, one at two, Jackson again at four and six, and uh, I think Marcus is filling in for Jackie this week, who is off this week, and that'll be at 8 p.m. tonight. Um, then we've got Workforce Blocks of the Who and Motley Crew. It's the Who and the Crew, but the uh, big uh, news of the day, as you mentioned it, uh, thank you, at the end of Music News is this Bruce interview. Um, it's not an interview per se. Well, it is and it isn't. Um, it's fascinating. I've listened to a few of the pieces, and um, he came by today in 1974. David Dye, legendary Philadelphia radio DJ, was here, was at WIOQ when it was a rock station for years at XPN, host of the World Cafe, Lo- a really wonderful guy. He's talked to everybody under the sun, and he was, I think, a part-timer on the weekends here. And he, as you mentioned, uh, does the guest DJ thing. And Bruce gets records that he likes and plays them. Uh, so um, um, we, we will play a couple of the records that he chose and a couple of his songs and a couple of the pieces of this thing. And I think Kevin unearthed this tape. It was a reel-to-reel tape. Okay. And um, I don't know where it came from. You know, when this place started, no one thought it would last. So right. no one thought to save or, right. God forbid, archive anything. Yeah. I mean, we have an amazing amount of stuff. What we still don't have, like when we had our 50th anniversary, Bill uncovered America, the band America, singing A Horse With No Name on MMR at Sigma Sound Studios. It's amazing. I, I, I never even knew we had done a session with them. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, before my time. So uh, some of the stuff that we don't have, if you have any of it, any listener out there, please get in touch with us. Because they still would like to, you know, fill in those puzzle pieces. But uh, in terms of this, Kevin unearthed a box that had a reel-to-reel tape in it, and it had this uh, guest DJ thing. So it's pretty cool. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. I want to hear what Bruce sounded like. Well, he's not a big talker. I know. I mean, he's a quiet guy. And he is, uh, I think at one point, David Dye actually has to say, can you get a little closer to the <laughs> mic? Because he's saying, well, something's going I mean, and it's, it, he's. But, it's the antithesis of him on stage. Because, yes. you know. <laughs> that's it. You heard that, right? Did you hear I heard, that? I heard that. You hear that? Uh, well, I mean, some people, you know, have you have you met radio DJs who are very outgoing on the air and could not be more shy in person? Yes, right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, uh, we've had ones over the years that was, I'm going to be at this club, and they would never go on stage. They'd be mm. terrified even to go on stage. So um, it might be something like that. I mean, the inner Bruce, I think, is a very difficult uh, um connection to make to get inside that machinery um but he's a fascinating guy and um he opens up a little more as it goes and um but uh you know it's you know it's a piece of history yeah it's a piece of uh, of 1974 history and the fact that it happened today in 74 and we're approaching at the end of this month our i think our 54th birthday so you know it makes sense yeah steve can you do that scream one more time Did you hear that? Yeah, I can see him being that way. It touch. It is a bit like that. Wait a second, I have to call my mother. (laughs) 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 
Oh my God! Uh, uh, well, I mean these, you know, <laughs> these dual personas—the stage person and the and the individual person. I've met him a few times, and he's he's very quiet. Um, um, I met him at at one of his wife's shows in New York City. Patty was doing a show, and um, I stuck around to talk to her afterwards because she had been on this program, my program, and. Um, uh, he was just standing there, and he'd written a, a, a editorial in the New York Times. And I went up and said, hey, I really like that in- editorial. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I'm going, you know, and then foolishly afterwards, I go, why didn't you ask him to come on MMR? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but you yeah, don't think of it at the time. Yeah, what know. is the story? I don't know. It's, it's mean, a very frustrating thing when you have people like, you know, you have the, the great Bon Jovi relationship that you have. And, and 40 they, years yeah. I've been here, not even a phone call. Not yeah, even a phoner it's, it's, with any DJ, not just with me. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, some artists are of the belief that, well, you guys are a local station. However, this station played him and was instrumental in his beginning more than the New York stations did. Yeah. And uh, that's something Bon Jovi, John, has never forgotten. Um, I don't quite understand the 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 misconnection. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the station did something to annoy him somewhere down yeah. the line. Would it be weird to uh, if you ever have John on sometime to ask him about that because they they're know they, they're, yeah. they're friends and yeah. maybe you could say, listen, it, it may be out of the line, but we've tried for years and years and years. Is there any way you could just? Maybe if you guys are hanging out, mention MMR and how you love it. Maybe throw some love this way. Maybe he'll consider it. Well, I I was thinking the next, if I ever got another even quick meet and greet, I would just say, why don't you come on? (laughs) Because there was a story of a fan who was uh, right before um, Born in the USA. um, He was doing some shows at the Spectrum and he was he driving this old Impala or something, uh, driving to shows uh, and some fan found his car and waited near it and said, would you give me a ride home? And he did. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, it, that di- the directness of the fan's question made me think, well... Just to ask him? I'm just going to ask yeah. him. That's how you got I, Eddie that's back. That's how I got Eddie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we I had a you know 15-minute meet and greet with Eddie, and finally at the end I said, not now, when? And I just said, uh, would you ever see yourself doing an interview? We've tried all these different ways. He goes, how about tomorrow night? There you and, go. And it's I beautiful. Go, yeah, I've got a dentist appointment. <laughs> Could we make it? <laughs> but yeah, so All you right. never know. All right, what time but is this? It? Is a piece of history. One o'clock. One, One o'clock. o'clock. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve shows brought to you today by Acme Market. You can get your free flu shot or COVID nineteen booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, and also uh, Monster Jam, April sixteenth at the link. Info at monsterjam.com. Tomorrow on our program, there will be no sad. Because no it sad. is a sad, no sad bro Friday. Oh, God, yeah. In fact, Friday starts right now. It's free Friday. free Friday. Our good friend Kevin Smith will be joining Yay! us. Because he is in Philadelphia this weekend, so we'll chat with him. And that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Steve on E33 WMMR. Bing, there. Do, do, be, do, do, da, da.